Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella, they're day one. They're, they're, they're day one homies for the Nick Bob Podcast. They've been with me from day one. And, you know, not only is Pella a great company, they got great people there. I went to school with my guy Vince, just a great dude. They're the kind of people you want to do business with. And if you've pushed off a project with some windows or some doors, something like that, now is the time to turn that project into a reality because we all know a new set of windows, a new door can do a lot of things for you. can change the look, the vibe, the feeling of your home. It can add value to your home. Plus it can make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. And again, working with the people at Pella second to none. So hit them up online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. Runza has an app, and you need to download that app because as a father of two little kids, anything that can increase speed and efficiency when it comes to eating, I'm all for it. And the app does that. I can order food on the app, pop into the restaurant. It's ready for me. It's hot. I'm in. I'm out. I'm now like a finalist for dad of the year or something like that. And it's in large part due to the Runza app and ordering is a breeze on the app. You can customize your order. You can get all your favorites just the way you want them. Plus, you can earn points for rewards in the app. You can score free food from Runza in the app. So go download the Runza app. You can get Runza, get rewards, then get more Runza all on the app. Runza makes it all better. Again, all say. right, I don't want to hear, I don't want any pre-show talk from you. Okay, you don't want to hear what I got to say? You don't want to hear what I got to say? Oh, my God. Let's do this one last time for the season. I am glad we took an extra day, though. Me too. I was no place to talk yesterday. I've had some more time to reflect. More, I think more people you can bounce things off yes. of, it, it helps. And just like anything else, just the more time you have from when the game ends to when you record, you just calm down. Like if we were to if we would have recorded right after the game, oh man, it'd have been like. Remember when Happy was Happy Gilmore is like cussing all around the green. I mean, that's pretty much what it would have been. Was that because the ball didn't go? The in ball the didn't hole? go in the hole. <laughs> he, just, he just why don't you want to go in your home? Why don't you want to? That's go what in your- this would have been. You know, I mean, so no, I'm with you. So recording this, what is it? It's about almost one thirty on Sunday, so we've had two days to kind yeah. of like calm down a little bit. And I jokingly tweeted after the game that that game was like a casserole of the entire season. It was the entire season baked into one game. Was it not? It, it, it was. I mean, it was, it was everything you, you've <laughs> seen and dreamed that couldn't happen again that happened. It was, it was that worse than Michigan State? That's what I was just going to ask you. I go, was that actually the worst? How the hell did they lose that game collapse of the season? <sighs> I think it's a worse collapse. I think Michigan State was um, – I still, was, there was less time with Michigan State. I mean, what we're down to, like, a few minutes yeah, to go. And, and it was earlier in the season. Yes. And this was like we had played – I don't know. We played pretty good against Michigan State. But, I mean, man, it was like the way we had to do that almost – it could be worse than Michigan State. I think it's a worse – it's a worse collapse. There no, there's no doubt about it. Yes. Because there was more mistakes in this collapse. Yes. Than the Michigan, Michigan right. State was one play. Was one play. But I think the Michigan State game still feels like it's the ultimate shank to the rib because 
of just earlier in the, it was early in the season. You, who knows what happens? We've played that yeah. game like you. Cerny punts it the right direction. They win that game. You never know. Yeah, but, we had a lot ahead ahead of us with Michigan State. With Iowa, it was like putting the biggest, nastiest exclamation point on the worst season yes. in arguably well, Nebraska it is, history. It is. This, this season was historic. It's the worst season since 1957. It's the first time since 1936 in, I believe this is all of college football, for a team to lose nine games by each by single digits. Yeah. And even just a couple other things, like Jed, who's a great 1620 of the zone, loyal listener, known Jen, Jed for forever. He tweets at all the shows. He's a great guy. He did some great research, and he he went and looked at this at Nebraska's average scoring per quarter yeah. versus its opponent for the entire year. Nebraska outscored their opponent by average in every quarter this year, uh-huh. yet went three and nine. Like this, this season broke everybody's brain. And, and I, I'm glad that the season's over because we can't take any more of this. No, but it's also, um, it's so different than any losing season I've ever seen. I mean, we've lost at Nebraska. Even this frost staff yes, has lost right. before uh, the Riley staff, the Callahan staff, like they've lost badly a few years. But they're all the same in the sense of, like, you just get your butts kicked. You're not playing defense. This year, we've kind of dominated. Maybe that's a strong word, but we've beat, in my like, through most of these games, top 10 teams. Yes. And we find ways to lose, but then we couldn't, like, we couldn't win any games, but we almost beat five top 10 teams. It's, yeah. it's, it's That's the part I go, I've never seen that in the history of maybe sports right in my life in sports i've never seen what we have done this year it's it's bizarre yeah it's they go three and nine and they could have won every game yeah i mean even ohio state i go yeah could have won that one yeah could've i mean won so, ohio state could have won Mi- michigan we thought we right won right michigan state obviously iowa wisconsin i mean no you go right down through i mean even you know big cat of a part of my take had a great tweet after the game. He said, if people are worried about blowouts in the college football playoff, just put Nebraska in, they'd lose to Georgia by two, <laughs> which is go. like the there most perfect. Like, honestly, like I know like it, they wouldn't, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know, like- <laughs> Nick. I don't know. <laughs> Healthy Martinez. We have a blueprint. Jojo's in there. Daniels is in there. Like, I'm not so sure as my baby is screaming from the top of the stage. It's like, they Max, would like, lose they by would- two. Back, huge Georgia fan, disagreeing with that. Yeah. But, but honestly, I don't know. I don't, Nick, I don't know why would have, they go Nick, lose by? We like have three? a blueprint. That's right. the thing that it took almost as much as people might be like, didn't you notice this earlier? I, for me, it took this last game to go. No, it's what we're right. We have a blueprint. Something is going on where this is what we do. Right, and you can't do it. You can do it two or three times. It can be a fluke. You can't do an entire season of the exact same totally thing agree. without becoming like, that's what we're doing right now. Because I think whenever, whenever you and I did these recaps, we always kind of, I think both of us, I don't want to speak for you, but I think both of us kind of thought like, okay, one, a game was, you don't want to call it fluke, but like, it was like, okay, there have been eventually this, this run yeah. of historic collapses and bad luck and finding a way to lose. Like at some point they're going to, they're going to like 
fumble, like fall into a win. No, like I think they could continue if they played next week, if they played 12, like if they said, guess what? We're running it back 12 more games. I think it would like all play out the exact same because there is there's something and it's not and it's not just one thing. It's it's everything that's going on. Like it is personnel, which I think, you know, still is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. I think maybe I put too much on it where now I also think it's like we have to admit that like. You know, obviously, we have some coaches that are gone. Um, they left, and we arguably played better on offense for the last two games. Right. Two, I, games. Don't, I mean, and did it uh, two different ways, too. Like, yeah. Wisconsin, it was like air it out. This Iowa game, it was run, run, run for most of the game. Yeah, and and then, you know, but, but our special teams, oh, that's Jesus. the part that has been – well, that's the part that you cannot tell me that is not, like – there is an issue with art with the details <laughs> yeah. and the personnel and the execution, all three things there. It's, there is a, we have a special teams issue built into our program right now, that that needs to be fixed. Yeah. And so as I was, I was sitting down to kind of put these things together, I decided to tweet out because sometimes you just got to consult the loyal listeners, right? And I simply tweeted out, pod listeners, do you prefer Bo Rood and I to go drive-by-drive drive in the Husker game recaps or talk big moments, big plays, and discuss three phases, et cetera? So the three options I gave in a poll question were drive-by-drive, drive, big play, three phases, et cetera, or just get punched in the face. <laughs> get punched in the face, oh. one. Get punched in the face, one, the, 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 the poll. But in second place was big plays, three phases, et cetera. So we're not going to go drive by drive, even yeah. though when I watch the games, I do write down kind of just each drive, kind of what, what happened. But so here, let, let's just get into the three phases. And it was, I mean, Nebraska's up 21-6 with 5.54 left in the third quarter, and Iowa proceeds to score 22 unanswered points, and they did it only scoring one offensive touchdown. So here we go. What do you... I mean, I'll, I wrote down in my order, I wrote down the offense first. You just want to talk about the offense first? I would. I, I was, this is the part that, um, like, if we're going to look for positives, like, that was as clean of, a th- of three quarters uh, of football as I've seen. I mean, we were clean. Right. That's sort of like what you say. Saying on schedule. On schedule, I thought Smothers did a really nice job of, always just taking sort of what the defense gives you. And this offense stresses the defense and there's always something usually should be available. Right. And I think he did a great job of like, pull it when you're supposed to pull it, make the pitch when you're supposed to pitch the angles were, you know, so when he ran the option or I just thought he did a really nice totally. job of just doing executing the way it was supposed to be executed. And even threw the ball. Okay. I mean, I don't know how grave a, of an arm and, you know, of a, a passer he is, but he made the, some of the throws he needed to make. And so um, I was actually really impressed with, you know, a season that's pretty much in the, in the tank coaches fired and those guys came out and they executed right. really, really well, not just against Wisconsin, but also against Iowa. Yeah. I mean, no, I, yeah, right. I mean, for, cause I mean, for me, I, I don't want to say I set the bar low, like, you know, they're going to trot out the worst quarterback of all time, but I was nervous for, for Smothers. I'd seen nothing from Smothers. I, I didn't know what to expect, but all I, I just thought, man, your first start, last game of the year, Iowa, very, uh, they, they're a good job at, tur- at creating yeah. turnovers. I just thought, man, it wouldn't surprise me that this is like a four interception game. They don't get much going. And that wasn't the case at all. Smothers looked poised. Uh, I love the plan. Lots of option. He does look fast. 
you know and he and it, to me like this is this is not a total knock on adrian but sometimes when he just turns up and totally. gets four just, yards instead of sort of maybe stringing it out himself and you know getting a yard or a lot like just the the that mindset gets this offense in a better place and so i i think everybody watching went like it does look a little different when Martinez is not in there. Uh, I think Martinez brings some some pluses that Smothers doesn't have, but I, I I always felt like there was a part of Adrian that didn't always know the angles and like how to just just sometimes when did take it up and eat it. Totally agree because I, I in a weird way, you know, Adrian Adrian's a good runner that doesn't understand how to get the the simple runs, the yes. simple yards. And there were numerous options that, because I wrote that down, there were numerous options where if Adrian would have been running it, he just would have allowed it to get strung out and he would have like pitched it right at the last yeah. second for no gain. Yeah. Where Smothers did have a good knack for, at times he would just like immediately kind of plant his foot and just get up the field and get four yards. Because, and that allowed yeah. them to stay in third and manageables and third and shorts and second and on schedules. And that stuff makes a difference. So this, I do, th I was impressed with that. This offense, I think anytime they get four yards or more in first down, I feel like we score, we almost score on those drives. Right. Like if you say, if you just watch every first down <laughs> for us, like it's our first right. down. Like when we start out going negative two, you know, a yard, uh, I just like this offense kind of becomes anemic. It really gets yes. weak, but like when, when they get a first down, man, I feel like it's almost looks easy then. Well, yeah. Cause they've been, they've been a really good. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they lose or they lead the big 10 in explosive plays. They've been an explosive chunk play offense, but some of that is, some of that's kind of how Martinez quarterbacks. He's a he's a firecracker sort of yeah. quarterback. Where all of a sudden you brought in Smothers, and Smothers were just hitting singles, 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 and doubles, singles yeah. and doubles, and it worked. You know, I mean, yet you had a really nice long drive to start the game, which by the way started with a delay of game. I I just want to throw that out there first, right. first, first. Just I missed. I was coming in the stadium. I missed that. This is I, delay yeah. of game. Start the game. Good job. This is delay of game. <laughs> Start the game. Like, I literally, I wasn't even mad. I was just laughing at it. But they have a nice long drive to start the game. He he uh, picks up some third downs, has a good throw to Ture, where he's kind of steps up in the pocket, that was puts a good it step on. Up. Very good yeah. step up. Um, had another good long drive to start the second half after the, the fumble. It was a 94-yard yeah. drive where... It was just it, it it felt like a different looking offense because you kind of had a quarterback in there that was not say Smothers was sitting there, you know, never had any. I mean, he had a couple of good runs and had some he had a long pass to Austin Allen to Omar Manning, but it was just it was more of a methodical type of approach than it was necessarily anything else. And then I mean, how about first half play selection? Twenty seven runs, five passes. Think about that. Yeah. I mean Especially when you contrast it with last week, they came out and it was like airing it out, airing that yeah. motherfucker out. So that was the positive. But then, like I said, they have the nice drive to start the second half, and then after that, the offense went into the tank. So I, I actually like for me, I was in the stadium, and we get to the end of the third quarter. There's there's time for one more play. It's first and ten, and Smothers fumbles the ball right he jumps on and recovers right 
but there was something about that play that I like to me, I, I took a mental note. Like I go, I don't like that. I really didn't like that. Right. And right. I went back and rewatched the yes. fourth, the, the end of the third and fourth. He gets a first down. And he, if he Frost just doesn't it. fumble that right. one, there was he, there, it was there. So, I mean, he gets, he gets his first down. So what happens three plays later after that fumble? It was the block. It was, we have to punt. Right. And we get our pump block. Right. Right. So there's a cause and effect to these mistakes that I think it always starts somewhere. And unfortunately, like it, Smothers didn't give up the block punt. Um, but in a way, like those sort of like unforced errors have a way of it's a buildup, especially for this and team. You're right. I felt it. I felt it in the stadium. I, I felt that like he put that ball on the ground. And I went, I go. That's just like it. Just something about that stuck with me. And then I went back and watched, and I saw that he, you know, he gets eight to ten easy uh, that first play. And I go, that's a drive where if all of a sudden we we make that into a drive, and we don't have the like the game's probably like because it was we, twenty-one to nine. Maybe we find a way to lose from there. Who probably point, probably at you this assume point, they would. I'm not going to say well we would win. Right. I, but, I'm not going to say that. But that's just a it's a moment where the offense didn't help didn't help us where they could have like erased the chance of error. Right. It is interesting how much all it takes is one negative play in a big spot or even, even just a, a, just a negative play period can start the, the negative snowball for this group really yeah. bad. I mean, because th that's the, well, first of all, real quick, did it seem like Iowa adjusted to the option? It seemed like, in the second half, there was probably a little less. I'm, I mean, they're a good team. They, right. I'm sure I'm just, they, they probably were. were they were I mean, probably going who they probably didn't know what to expect with Smothers. Yeah. And so they, you know, they adjusted. I'm guessing we probably adjusted, but I, I don't know. What was the numbers on the number of passes in the second half versus the first? Because you had up. like, because it was 27 to five and run pass. My and dad thought that they had. They, 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 they threw the threw ball more. more. Now it skewed, it skewed a little bit because of that last drive. Yeah. The last drive was a 12 play drive where you're in a two minute offense situation. Sure. You're throwing it a lot. So Smothers ended up throwing the ball 16 times or, or 22 times. Excuse me. So they threw the ball 17 times in the second. And half. so the last drive was call it 10, 10 throws ish. Um, so they didn't throw the ball. I mean, not a ton, not but, a ton. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I, I just I go to me it goes back to the like Smothers he put the ball on the turf three times handling the ball right unforced errors we lost one um, which was huge just because like every minute you run off the clock yeah you know that you're well, holding on the ball is a is a is like it's a defense, win yeah your yeah. your defense doesn't have to be out there your special teams doesn't have to be out there so to me like the mistake is just is not hey we should have scored more it's hey you just need to hold on to the ball right well, so not give make our special teams win the game and not make our defense be out there too long. Because it was so Iowa kicks the field goal to make it 21 to nine here in Nebraska's drives. Just, I want to go drive by drive of just of you pointed out, but the, so they have three plays, two yards. This is the sequence where Smothers puts it on the ground, block punt touchdown. Yeah. Then they go four plays fumble one play safety three plays punt 12 plays interception. <laughs> God, it's terrible. Think about what I just told you. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes all you got to do is just hold on to the ball and not even score. Just get yards and hold on to the ball. This is where not having a reliable, good offensive line that you can just 
run the because there's been a lot of games where if Nebraska could kind of just run the ball yeah. and chew clock, not even necessarily saying they got to end with points, but these are quick possessions that you give the ball right back to the offense yeah, or to I, the to the opposing offense. And I do like I, I think when you watched, you know, Minnesota, um, Minnesota, Michigan, um. Wisconsin and Iowa, those are three great examples of teams that like they have big offensive lines. They run like power and stretch plays all game at you. And they really work best when you get tired. Right. And that's what we don't do well enough is just like you give it to the running back at the end of the game and you take you take error out of it. You take the chance of ball handling right. errors and pitch errors and throwing errors out of it. And you just run, grind, run, grind. You run clock. You're you and you protect the ball when you do that too. Right. And I think that's where like we've been missing that all year. And we like we don't do that at the end of games where we just like, you know, after we've done that for a whole half, we we should, win. you know, wear somebody down and win. Right. We just don't do that and they beat us in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, so you have the three plays, two yards, block punt, touchdown. The next play or the next drive, four plays fumble. You actually had a good drive going. That was the first down. You had the pass to Austin yeah. Allen that gets the ball to midfield. But then the fumble that that Smothers loses. Now, what's interesting about this is you lose the ball. Iowa comes back out. The Blackshirts do their job. They go three. They they yeah. go three and out. But because of where the ball was fumbled, Iowa punts it deep. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, this is where a little thing, and we'll get into this with special teams. Oliver Martin fields the punt at the seven. Yeah, and it, that that's one of those where, you know, usually you say feet in the 10, or sometimes they'll say the eight or the nine, and you don't go back. You know, to me, it's like... It's I'm, tough. I'm, those are tough. I'm more like where the, def, where, the, where the coverage team is matters more than like almost if you're on the six or the eight. Because they were surrounding Oliver Martin. Do you think it would have? Ba- I see. I almost thought it could. It had room to like where it was going to bounce and kick in. It could. Well, that, that's what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is, I'm always, always make them make down them it. Play. Yeah. Because you, I mean, it's a football. You don't know what's necessarily going to happen. It may have, you know, been like a you know tiger's wedge and just stopped and backed up. It could have whatever, or it could have and went in the end zone. But that's a big play. I mean, yeah, and he that's where fields it inside the 10. I like going and faking it on the other side right. of the field, you know. And and that's where I, I'm happy he caught the ball. It wasn't inside the five. But we put ourselves in, you know, a tighter window then. You because, know? Then, because then the next play, I didn't love the play call. It was kind of a slower, long-developing pass that Smothers backs up, doesn't have good awareness. Passwords gets on him, safety. Intentional grounding safety. Then three plays punt and then 12 plays interception. And, you know, that that was the longest. There were so many reviews on, on that last yeah, two-minute was... drill that was like that that took all the all the drama out of it. And then on that the final interception, for, I think Frost said afterwards it was a it was a kind of an option route where I think the receiver has the option to sit down or run a post. Yeah. Clearly Smothers was throwing the post, and I think Terre sat down, but the bottom line is I mean he threw it to nobody ball game. Um and for some reason, uh, we we struggle, we struggle just doing those. 
I don't know what it is. I feel like we don't give ourselves like an easy enough option late in games. It right. never looks easy, you know. No. Maybe this is just a, like I saw like Alabama, like you know, they just like throw it up and outside, and usually somebody's out. You know, it, it's a safer play to me. Is like you just throw. Sometimes I think you're better off just throwing it up than trying to like when somebody's dropping like eight or nine guys, like right, you got these tight windows. I just, I think I like to simplify sometimes where you just go, Hey, one-on-ones, let's just do one-on-ones, you know, like even like, I remember the Michigan game, like it was a wheel to Torre. I actually don't mind that call because it's a simple, it's a chance. We didn't throw it well enough, but it's a, I I think those are the kind of plays I would perform, prefer more than just like, trying to pick a part of zone you know i don't know now granted it's all going to get scrapped anyways because there's probably gonna be a new offensive coordinator but we've talked about it one of the things we've said is like something that needs to to get fixed is nebraska's two-minute offense yeah i mean it it just looks impossible like they 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 look like they would just never we've never (laughs) it would never work martinez maybe i'm trying to think you know we we won against illinois in 2019 where we came back That wasn't even two minute offense. So we just came back second half. But I don't know that we've had a second, a, a, a fourth two quarter, minute, two right. minute comeback in four years right. now with, with Frost and, and Martinez. And some of that, I think, is just in how they go about attacking it. But it's I don't be. know. I you mean, know, I don't know enough about it's offense. Nick, it's, to, not a, it's not a lack of attempts. We've had, right. we've had how many times where we've had an opportunity and we've had more than like, it's not just like we have 10 seconds. We have a minute to two minutes. Like we truly have like with time out time with timeouts, yeah. you either execute or you don't like, right. And that's the part where it's like, oh God, man, I just, there's something to that where we just, that's, that's a part of our system. It's not just personnel. It's not just coaches. It's everything. We don't do that along with our special teams. Those are the two things where I go, Two-minute offense, four-minute offense, special teams. And red zone. I throw red zone in there, too. Red zone, I think we've actually done a little bit better but, yeah, this year agreed. in ways. But you but could probably throw th- that in there. And every, I mean, everything, everything else, else, we're kind of a good well, team. Because if, if you look at their their offensive numbers, they're pretty much top, they're top five in the Big Ten in almost every other offensive statistical category. They move the ball. It's silly. I, I think like, one of the stats was in Big Ten play, we are... I think we had we gave up 249 points. Yeah. And we scored 249 points, which means that we broke flat losing nine games. Right. We lost eight games. We lost yeah, we lost eight games by or nine games by 49 Single. points and we won one game by 49 points. Think about that. Like it's 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 crazy. That's the part where it's the worst season in Nebraska history, but it's also the most bizarre season in maybe college football history. I've never seen it in terms well, of losing. They're they're historic. Like this is going to be one of those seasons that I'm not even saying you have to be a Nebraska fan. Just some some college football pundit 50 years from now is going to be like, hey, have you ever looked at this 2021 Nebraska football season? It's it bizarre. Was, it's nuts. I mean, it's it's, it's statistically bizarre. Was there anything else with the offense we missed? I don't know what I mean. I, little things like, of course, I would have liked to have seen. Sometimes I had the big game last game, Austin Allen. Sometimes I think they they. I mean, he. I thought it became clear as the season progressed, he was the best player on the offense. I'll yeah. not name Martinez, obviously. Yeah. Like you'd like, he only had two catches. Obviously, they're aware of who Austin Allen is too, and they're going to try to take him away. 
but like to see him get the ball a little bit more. Yant, I thought ran okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, we he's still okay. We still haven't gotten running backs. No, a running back that just wants to. I mean, I, it's funny you watch those games. Like I watched the Michigan State guy. You know, Minnesota's backup running back, Michigan's running back was Michigan's what he had five touchdowns. Would you see homeboy on the the hurdle at the yeah. end of the game to to seal it? I mean, he did that to Nebraska. Like, dude, dude. I, it's like when you see these other running backs around the Big Ten. It's just like we don't have a guy that's just like you can just give him the ball and that's your game plan. Well, even Goodson for Iowa, like guys better than everybody's Nebraska's had for four years. Yeah. And so so with it, you want to go to the defense real quick and then we'll then we'll finish with the with with everybody's favorite unit, the special teams unit. Um so the defense, I think it's important to reiterate the fact that and I don't I mean I think it's important to reiterate the fact you have your best your best playmaking defender isn't out there in JoJo Doman. Yeah, you got to. I mean, I know yep. it's, he was out, but you got to remind yourself of that. And then no Damian Daniels. I mean, like especially against this team, yeah. that matters. So I like. I think you're. I think down two critical pieces on this defense. It's important to remind yourself with that. Yeah. Uh, so I think one of my prevailing things with this game was, and you'll have to feel me on this. So the defense did a good job most of the game of of standing up when they needed to and forcing field goals. Even early in the game, they get the fourth and goal stop, which I can't believe they reviewed that, but that was so not even close to a catch. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy didn't have the ball. Yeah. Like, and I, I even, like, Lauren Itis, they were acting like they thought it was a catch, and it's like, he doesn't have the ball. Yeah. Like, I I mean, when it squirts through your legs and yeah, you Yeah, when stick, you land I mean, and then it, like... And you give birth yeah. to a ball, you're like, push! <laughs> <laughs> I, I did Ace I, Ventura 2 deliver a baby that came squirt was that was that in the hut um oh what movie was I think that? it was Ace Ventura 2 I thought he was in the hut with the Wakichi tribe or whatever it was and he shoved a pregnant <laughs> belly I thought, that's pretty much what happened to the- <laughs> oh that's bad and the baby would squirt that's what happened to the football with the tight end guy, and people are like, I don't know. What do you think it's catch? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe the fact that the ball got and the ball is in the bleachers. Seven yards I think away he caught it. Yeah. I don't think he caught it. Uh, but they did a good job forcing field goals. But here's the thing. And I was thinking of this, and my dad was texting me the same thing. They had interceptions in their hands three separate times. Yeah. They were all on third downs. And the next play, Iowa kicks field goals. That's nine points. That's the game. Like, so, yes, special teams, we'll get into that. But, like, when you get a chance to catch a ball, you got to make that play. Nick, that, that's that's my one knock on this. I, I really like this defense. I've been, I'm like, I'm proud of what they did this year. They were in tough circumstances. Right. They played a terrible schedule. Um, Got, and yes, right. They, they, this is a straight up lunch pail group. Like they worked they don't hard. Have a superstar. They showed yeah. up every week, pretty much. Um, Sands maybe a half against Minnesota, and I just I was like I, said, I thought they were, did really well. The one knock on them is I don't think they do a good job of taking the ball away. No, and they definitely didn't like. They didn't intercept the ball probably as much as they. You know, as much as people tried to throw on us, I don't. We just didn't take it away very much. But like you said, we've had opportunities, and it just seems like 
we didn't have ball hawks just you know, I mean, not one are, pick six this year. No, that's right. I mean, Dirk in his column, which is really good. This is from Dirk's column. And it, it kind of spills into what you're saying. There's some other stuff, though. In 2021, Nebraska's offense and special teams directly handed opponents 43 points. You have a fumble scoop six against Illinois, a pick six against Purdue, one kickoff return touchdown, Wisconsin, one block punt touchdown, Iowa, one punt return touchdown, Michigan State, three safeties, Illinois, Minnesota, Iowa, and a two-point return, Oklahoma. Nebraska's special teams and defense created zero points. We know about the special teams, right? Like, we we yeah. know that they're... They've given you nothing. They've given you nothing. But one of the hidden things, and you and I have sung the praises, and deservedly so, because I think this is the best defense in a decade. The one thing... One of the biggest knocks on them is they were not ball hawks. And I'm not saying you got to go score points, but like they didn't do a good job of that. When you score points on defense, it equates to wins. Like we talked about the numbers, like we, we lost nine games by 49 points and we won one game by 49 points. Like you add a couple of scores in there, you win game, right? right? So whether that's special teams or defense, like I'm thinking back to, I mean, we always joke cause you, you know, you, you got shit on, you know, you and you guys that, forever you know done your stuff and um but you know schick used to work for the uh <laughs> yeah ktv ktv yeah, channel right. seven and he did a thing on our 2005 team called the west coast defense it was like hilarious because we had scored four touchdowns right all the every linebacker scored a touchdown in the first three games think or about that and we so like the one the first game against maine i scored a touchdown and like we were game you was were, on the line yeah, you guys were on the ropes the next game we scored three three touchdowns against a pretty decent wake forest team yep. that we like didn't know we were you know should easily beat right and we easily win there and then like they think the next game we might have scored like so we scored like scoring touchdowns on defense equals easier wins or they win the game for you and we love this defense they've been a lunch pail group but just like everything when you don't ever score points or take the ball away you have to be perfect in other areas. right and it's just too hard to be that perfect that's it i mean because they they certainly weren't perfect against iowa they were pretty good though and you know they they, they again it's hard because you know they did their job they got off the field they they forced a field goal and yeah. all those sorts of things but like they had three interceptions in their hands that would have taken nine points off the board that's it let's say you even get one of those, two of those, like, I mean, th that's, and so when you don't do those things, it, you're asking for it and yeah. you got to be perfect. Those things add up to like, they add up over time and, and over a season. So maybe one game you get that pick and it doesn't get you the win, but you, you do that consecutively. Those things add up. And over the course of a season, you will win more games. You will have more points. Like it's all it all adds up. Like that's why sometimes looking at those in the, the year, big stats, it, it shows you like how close it all actually is. Right. That stuff. Nine, makes so to me, nine that games, 49 points. I, I just think find 49 points on special teams and defense over the course of a season. It's right? easy to do, you know, like I shouldn't say it's easy to do, but you, you should, should score more than zero, yeah. you know, and Everybody's going to point to, and deservedly so, you know, the, the safety, the block punt return for a touchdown. But, like, in some ways, the game was these three dropped interceptions. You you catch one of those, two of those, three of those, it's a different it's a different game. And I even think about trying to rack my brain. Last year, they had a scoop and score, I think, against Penn State. 
Yeah, Deontay Williams stri- stripped it. In, and then did Miles it. Farmer get a pick six? He almost scored against Northwestern, but then didn't. So I'm and just trying we, to. I don't know. Did we not get in that on that one? I either? can't. I'm just. I guess when I'm. Yeah, we against Northwestern. No. Yes, which but, I so, mean, like score, score, and oh, by the <laughs> way, you lost that game twenty-one to thirteen. Yeah, you know, like, so I'm just trying to even think about not just this year, but like one of the things that's interesting because this is supposed to be a an aggressive attacking defense, which it is, but they've not done a good enough job getting the ball because yes, you go no. back throughout the the whole time Chenander's been here, they just haven't. The defense has not scored a lot. Well, one, we don't get any. Strip sacks. Strip sacks. You know, we just don't have pass rushers right now that are just wrecking, you know, wrecking pockets. And, you know, and the more that happens, the more bad throws, more tip balls. But, you know, the guy that it's on the back in my head right now that, like, going into the year, who was, did we say, is the best player in this team? Cam Taylor Britt. This season, how much did Cam Taylor Britt change a game? That's my, that's my issue. He's our best guy on defense. Right. And I would say as the year ended, I would say JoJo was our best player on defense. He's the guy that made all the plays. Right. I felt like our secondary. Um, I mean, Deontay Williams, Williams made more plays. Made more plays. And um, maybe that's a product of safety versus corner, but at the same time, he got, Deont- Cam Taylor Brick got a lot of balls thrown at him. That's my issue is like, uh, as much as like, I, I guess my expectations for Cam were he was going to dominate. So games. did I. He was going to be our pick six guy. He was going to be the guy that sort of, um, he made one made play at happen. Minnesota. Remember the, the third quarter? Yeah. He, he makes the one. But that other Cam's than that. He's a good player. No, but, yeah, no, but that's Cam not what we're saying. Went into the season. Cam was, in our minds, was like, he's the guy. Yes. No, and it's a good point. He became a guy like he was a liability on special teams. And he kind of got like early. Got, it, it got better as the season wore on, but it kind of felt like early in the year, any. Like he gave up a lot of big third down, like comeback routes at the sticks. Nick, like that, that's that's sort of like if you look at Cam Taylor Britt's year, that tells you a lot about this season. You need your good, you need your best players to be your best players, and you need your best players to make difference making plays pretty yeah. much every Saturday. The one thing you got to give JoJo, JoJo, as the season wore on, JoJo made. More and more plays. More plays. Like, I'm not so sure if you start ranking, like, defenders. Like, I mean, you could throw – you'd throw JoJo above Cam Taylor Britt. You'd throw Deontay Williams. You'd maybe throw Damian Daniels. You'd maybe throw Reimer. You, I like, would. At I, this – Nick, at this right. point, I look at the guys that, like, were consistently the best. And Cam Taylor Britt, like, the, the one thing about him is, like, we had to pull – like, he was supposed to be our – he was our best return guy. But he couldn't catch a punt. In three weeks in a row, he muffed punts. Right. And the Illinois one. I still, in a weird way, it well, signaled I, how the year was going to go. I honestly think in a – I wonder right now, and and at some point we should do just like some other wine pod where we recap the entire season and have like stupid hypotheticals and different things like that. But like I'm not so sure that if you didn't ask me – now the answer to this question is probably the Michigan State punt, but if you could change one play of the season, which, that's, that's which one would you change? I'm – I think you changed Michigan State punt. But I think in a lot of ways, Cam Taylor Britt's play to start the year, getting a safety on the punt, just for we already know this team's fucked up here. Like yeah. they they're they got a psychological problem. And that just set the tone for the year of like otherwise we're 
three and zero going into Oklahoma. Right, and and there isn't just this like, I mean, you you wonder if like in in a weird way like Cam doing what he did somehow created this energy that hit Culp, and he was like, oh god. I mean, Nick. It, oh man, it, it, it you, just the way the fans reacted after the Illinois game. Like I was in the parking lot for Fordham, and there weren't a lot of people there. It was a gorgeous, right. hot summer day, essentially. And we don't got anybody because they're pissed about the Illinois, you know, and the team yeah. feels that um, it, 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 it might be the Michigan state punt, but I'm telling you, Bo, it may be the Iowa pump block, but that freaking safety. It just feels know. like it set the tone for everything. Everybody that was watching Nebraska play, you know, they were excited about the year. I think, their excitement left when he muffed that. I think there was this thing. Play. Yeah, everybody went, oh, this year. You you went into this season going, this season's going to be different. And then immediately you go, oh, this Our season's going to be. Our best player just did that. Right. And and you know how this is. When your best player, like, especially on a football team, when all the, how many are on a travel roster? 50-some, 50, 60, maybe it's 60-some. Yeah. Like, when, when 60 dudes see the best player captain, make a mistake like it kind of there, there's a there's a little it boy matters more and it so does. and i so i don't like yeah this and is i don't not, want this to come off like we're ripping like, Cam Cam Taylor Taylor brick because like, the season's over like th- that's not at all the case i think it's just like we're talking about big picture the the defense like why haven't we had more turnovers and I, my first thought was like i guess i always expected him this i thought year. cam was that guy this was his year. I thought he was going to have like three pick six. So, right. I thought he was going to be like our. I, I kept thinking number five. I kept thinking Dewan Gross. Right. He's going to be the next punt returner. He's going to be the punt returner. I thought between punt returns and defense, he was going to have 10, eight to 10 big plays. Yeah. Like Not necessarily touchdown, game change, big return, big pick. And I don't pick know that six. he had, he didn't have one pick, did he? Well, yeah, he, he had the Minnesota one. We said the Minnesota one. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Minnesota. other than that, like, the, he, he had a couple of pass breakups. Like, Michigan tried to test him. But he got I just think against Illinois and then K- and Caleb Tanner. Very rough. true. So, right. uh, here's, here's where I'll defend him is he, he did had, make he made that a play, play. Right. And that got taken away in the stats. So, I mean, there's a couple bad plays that went against him, too. But uh, so, but you, you, I mean, we don't want to shit on him because he's a, he's a good player. No, and we're not. I mean, I think we're just saying, like, I mean, listen, I think everybody thought I thought he was going to be one of the best players in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's 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 the part that it's I'm I'm surprised, I guess, because my right. expectations were probably too high. But like all indications after last year was like he was trending towards. Right. That. Well, even I mean, you know, the one thing that the the one thing that you were really good at, and I know you're you know, you're humble and you're like, but like the one thing you were good at was you made big splash plays. I mean, how you have. So Maine, Ball State, Iowa State, Texas Tech. You have four. You have three pick sixes. Am I missing one? No, because I I and got then you ran got, down. You got ran down by an I offensive lineman against Texas. Tech. So <laughs> should have five TDs. Should have six TDs. In my head, I should have seven TDs. But think about that. This team had that was too unathletic to score. Yeah, right. That's you. Got, you were too tired. I think you just you. Were, you did. I I would more too tired to two tired. I was fresh. Does that do with the athleticism? You just retired. Take a breath. <laughs> I could have made it there, maybe. But I guess you're one player. You individually, as one player in one season, made more touchdowns and splash plays than this team, this defense did, like the entire year. 
that's that's the issue is to me is like I just didn't see uh like I see a little ball hawk out of Reimer. Um Jojo's got got an instinct Jojo, to make a big play. Jojo not, had the timing. Right. Jojo had the ability. He forced the fumble in Northwestern right inside the five. He shot in there oh, and blew up a met. Like Jojo's yeah. got that that Jojo thing. has that thing. And he's always kind of had that thing. Right. And some guys have it, and some guys don't. Right. Like like Dismuke doesn't have it. Deontay Williams really doesn't have. It. He, he kind of does, not really. Quentin Newsom doesn't got it, and Cam Taylor Britt unfortunately didn't have it. No, I mean you got a whole season. You play every snap. I'm. I, they threw at you enough. You should have something. I guess that's happen. what I mean. You know, and then but then our like Caleb Tanner doesn't have it. Nelson doesn't have it. Um, they did Ty Robinson, Casey Rogers. They haven't had it. They haven't really had it. Henrich hasn't had the big play yet. I think he's, he's a got, meat and potatoes guy. Yeah, he's a, a he's little, a lunch pill. Yeah, guy. he's he's great in a lot of, in that sense. But he, I don't think he's a splash make the big play guy. right right so majority of our defense is are not those guys i think reimer and jojo were our guys thought it was supposed to be cam um so i mean that's something they're, they're gonna have to find somebody i think especially nick defensive back right you know pass rushers yeah of course we want we've been we just can't get them when I mean, you watch hutchinson back, and you're just like oh man I, I'm high in Hutchinson. Oh, I mean, you watch Hutchinson, and it's like, you're dro- you not drool. only is he a good player, but you like. He plays so hard. You're like, oh, man. Nick, not your sex <laughs> phone. Not your phone, not your phone <laughs> sex line. Is this the Aiden Hutchinson phone sex line? Not you feel like Janander's like, I'm going to. <laughs> Gotta make a few calls and he got lost. Re- recruiting <laughs> to do. Recruiting to do. Aiden, Aiden, it's me. It's Janander again. I know I you don't have that answer swim move. Oh, God, you swam that guy. Have you ever thought about teaching bull rush clinics? <laughs> I'm not saying I'd pay for it, but I'd pay for it. Okay. I feel like HR calls in, calls in Shenander, like, we got a hold of your laptop. We saw this Google search. Aiden Hutchinson sacks. <laughs> There is a restraint order, Eric. Uh, uh, we've flagged a couple of these websites. AidenHutchinson.com. Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden's made it clear. He does not want to come to Nebraska. He's going pro. He will not enter the transfer portal. And you must stay 500 yards away from him. He made that very clear. <laughs> but that's how every we're all Chenander. And we're all getting called to oh. HR because you watch that guy and you're like, oh. There's that's the one position on defense. Right, you have that kind of guy. There's a domino effect to that. I mean, Everything else gets easier. Right, that's the if you got an edge dude that's a you know freakazoid stud, Chase Young, Hutchinson. The I mean, Purdue the guy, guy. Purdue's really yeah. good. Changes your life. If oh. you're a defensive coordinator, that's like you just go. What should we call? Well, let's. We don't have to blitz. We don't Shen- have to. Uh, Shen- Shen- <laughs> Dude, dude, check this out. Check out that arm length. <laughs> check out. It's got reach, man. Whoa, check out Dude, that reach. Tuyote, come check this out. Check that. Oh man. Oh man. Bro, check out that reach. Look at that get off. Oh man. Oh man. Guys got a neck. On the wall. It's October. Hutchinson 
I'd swim move in a look. firefighter outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty rad, huh? <laughs> November. Hutchinson the lumberjacks. <laughs> Guy chops wood, huh? Uh, okay. Pretty badass. Uh, <laughs> hey, pretty badass, huh? Is check that, out my calendar. Is hey, that a calendar? Hey, of hey, check it out. <laughs> Davison, check it out. Is that a calendar of Hutchinson? <laughs> yeah, <cool>, right? <laughs> awesome, man. Look at this thing every day. Oh, man. Uh, okay, I don't even sure. know where. Can we edit all this out? No, okay. we're keeping it all in. Oh, it's good. God. I don't know how I'd turn every conversation about football into like phone sex or like. What's wrong know. with you? That's I don't know. Fault. This is my fault. I'll take this one to my fault. But I just can't help it. When I watch that Michigan Ohio State game, I just found myself like my eyes go to him. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Dude, it's it's been. We've had the Bosa's. We've had Chase Young. Chase Young. We've had. Um, and now Hutchinson. And then the other dude for, for Michigan. I forget his name. The other end is really good. Yes. The dude for Purdue, like, there's been a handful of these dudes in the Big Ten that are just, like, they're wrecking shop, and we need to get one. Now that we had a Gregory. We right. had Gregory. Then came, you know, thinking, like, T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt. These are, like, the Big Ten dudes that we've seen over the years. And like, we need to get another get one. It, get guys. one of those guys. So then Chinator can get a calendar of one of his own guys. Like, check it out. Or Chins. <laughs> in a firefighter outfit. <laughs> a firefighter outfit. That's terrible. I think it's good. Gosh. But the other thing is, sorry. We should I mean, really think about cutting this. No way, man. This is great. All right, people, don't kill us. Don't. Today, hey, but. listen. Whatever. What are you gonna do? I mean, we've done this. We've done this for twelve games. It's been ridiculous. I, you did do the phone sex line twice this year. So yeah, I know I that's guess not we've good. Dug our hole. Well, we've I mean, people. It. I mean, at this point, if you're surprised, that's on you. <laughs> you haven't been listening. So I don't know how we, this has been the longest discussion on the defense that has it. The Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. I got to talk to you guys about something. The Eagles ran Philly special in Super Bowl 52, right? Remember that trick play. It was incredible. It was amazing. Well, Runza has huddled up and they got their own version of Philly special. How about a Philly style Runza? Oh man. For a limited time only. You can get a Philly style Runza. Everything you love about a Philly combined with everything you love about a Runza wrapped up into one. So if you got a hunger as big as the Sixers center, Joel Embiid, you need the Philly style Runza. You got green peppers, grilled onions, steak seasoning, Swiss cheese, and of course, juicy, delicious, succulent steak all wrapped into a Runza. Oh, my goodness. The combination of steak and Runza. I mean, that's kind of like the combination of Adrian Martinez and Samari Torre. It's just fantastic. So get your Philly game right. Get your Philly-style Runza game right. Again, this is for a limited time only. So head out to Runza today and get a Philly-style Runza. Runza makes it all better. The other thing that was unfortunate, they gave up a long chunk run again at a bad time. They did it last week against Wisconsin. Goodson creased him 55 yards uh, off off tackle with, with the game tied at 21. Um, did Casey Rogers blow out? His what happened? I was going to ask you that. What, it was the last play. Yeah, and he was like, like a ah, kneel. He like, I think it hurt in the last play. He of the did. Year. He did. Was he trying to do like, what was he doing? I think they probably like shot off, you know, trying to just. And he just Seriously, what happened? I don't know. They may have ran it too. They might have did a handoff. 
Um, but he went down on like the snap of the ball. He went down. That's that's which like, is like oh my. You God. want to talk about feel bad for somebody? If you, I don't know if he if blew you, out his knee. I, if it, he blew out his knee on the last play of the year, on that's like, all time. Oh, that's too bad. I hope not. Um, I wrote a couple other things down. Um, so we talked about the replay on the touchdown catch. Laporta gave birth to a football, <laughs> so obviously it was not a catch. Caleb Tanner was lucky he didn't get ejected. He hit the official. You, I guess you didn't see so. On his personal foul, you know, he, you know, him and a guy are like shoving each other, yeah. or, and and then the official comes and like, you know, does the whole thing like this. And Caleb Tanner hit the official. Like, I think that guy's had three personal fouls. Right. I, I would love to see. I mean, that, that's one thing is like, almost like got to thank the official like for like not. I mean, he could have easily. Oh, you know, sometimes the officials are quick to like. You know, I, I mean, but he yeah, hit I, his hand. I don't know how you get a freaking. Unsport. I mean, I I don't. I think that's just being an idiot. I, I really. Tracy truly, Rogers I've got never, one. Eat. I've never gotten a. He O'Doyle the guy good. He O'Doyle the uh, the first quarterback. No, wasn't that Ty, Ty Robinson? Or was it Ty Robinson? Yeah, that's been a choice. Tell with Jason Peter. Yeah, O'Doyle. Jason Peter's like, here's the move of the day. Smack, Smack your head. head. You're Ty's face and you eat it. <laughs> You're gonna eat his face. I think that's why we like Ty though, because we know whatever he does, Peter's been like. So when he got up and he had a sack and he was through, I was, I look for Peter. I look to see where Peter's at in the sideline. Like, you know, Peter, anytime Ty does anything, Peter's like, that's my boy. That's my it boy. is. It's like his long lost son. Okay. You and I watched Cobra Kai. It's like uh, Johnny Lawrence and his, yes. and he got him into heavy metal. I think they're listening to Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, like you driving to the are. stadium. And like, this is what you do, man. Shake a guy's face off. He's showing Ty the way. Just, just shove a guy. You know, Jason was like, oh, yeah. But you know what's funny is like I'll give him like okay you touched his head. I actually thought that was like closer to a clean play than not. Like you know he hit the guy. He's going he to hit like, his face. I okay, mean, but he didn't like pull it right. <sighs> I, okay, yeah. I mean when I, you hit him, they don't want you touching their head. But that was one where like you know if you can't hit with your head, it's like where do you hit him? And and you had he had his hands up to try and block the pass or whatever. You know and what I mean? Then you're, you're supposed to like not. I don't know. It Maybe gets hard. Man. It gets really hard. But I know Jason was really proud. Well, yeah. I don't know. I saw that. Like, I saw Jason's the... calendar at his house is going to have Ty Robinson smushing a guy's face. Like, oh, yeah. That's how you do a head slap. That's what you do. I do. The other thing, a couple other things I wrote down. I did kind of feel like, even though the numbers wouldn't necessarily bear it out, did you kind of feel like if Iowa would have wanted to, they could have just ran it up Nebraska's ass the whole game? Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I just felt like if they would have committed to just pounding Goodson off tackle, they would have had success. I essentially, if I were them, I would have done stretch off tackle, stretch off tackle, boot, throw the tight. I would have done that, that uh, yeah. every other right. play. Basically. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, it's either here or there. But like, when they when they just drop back and threw it, I thought you were that like, thank was, God. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think either. Because you could Petrus, their backup, started in the second half. He wasn't necessarily. I, both those quarterbacks are pretty average. Certainly, I didn't even notice they switched. Quarterbacks. They switched quarterbacks. I think they. I, I think I'm they have you, like at the end of the game. I heard that and I was like, <laughs> Nick. When I say like, I usually think I notice things. I didn't notice. I feel like Iowa has just like a cupboard full of like these like game managing like <laughs> white like no, like every Six quarter Ricky stands up like average quarterback average arm he'll never make a try to make a mistake like that's what they are average arm average speed the good part about him he's an average thinker average decision maker <laughs> what's his throwing crazy. percentage pretty average fifty percent you know that's like, what's crazy is they're in the Big Ten title game 
All you got to be is average. To, to run that offense, you just got to be average and don't turn the ball over. Hey. Throw it to tight ends on boots. What I've not been been – they recruited Nick Baugh. If anybody doesn't know this story, yes. Nicholas Allen Baugh, after his your junior year yeah. super state quarterback, Iowa offered you a scholarship and said they'd have you be their only quarterback, which you turned down without thinking. I didn't even – Chuck Mazursky told me. I was like, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I still, like, to this day, we talk about and laugh because <laughs> I gave it you were no so – you didn't understand at that time – how big of a deal? Oh, it's a huge deal. That is it's That's a huge, a huge deal. to Iowa to to be like they're recruiting people, you know, all over the country to come be that guy, and you were just like, oh no, no, I play, I play basketball, and yet you didn't think about it. No, I was like, but like that is such a big deal. I feel like US, now, USC could have offered me, and I'm like, nah. I, mean, I think you would have taken USC though. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> right? Because Iowa at the time though, they were they had just they, hired Ference. They weren't. And they like, were just like Nebraska had walloped them a few times. Yeah. They played them, and they were. They were and in the Big, Big Ten, Ten football was like, and it wasn't as good then. No, and so Iowa got good like like when Greenway was there, like oh five, oh six, oh seven. They started getting better, but like in two thousand two when that happened, you were kind of like. It might as well have been South Dakota to you. Yeah, you know? it's like, come on, Iowa. No, no, I'm, go. I'm I mean, playing basketball. But right? but I guess I bring that up to be like, I I do fit their cupboard. Nick, you would have six bet- two, just average arm, but like you were. I'll I say didn't, I, good, like not average game managers, really good game. Managers. I didn't make mistakes. I was any fifteen yards and in. I was pretty accurate. You understood what needed to be done. Right, that's the part that like I better have a lot around me. Yeah, you know, but like. We don't need to get into Nick Baugh's career, but like, but, it's but, funny, I, but I guess I'll bring it up. Like, I mean, it's just that's the, your Iowa connection that is kind of amazing. Like, that could have been, I would have been in, one of those guys. I fit in perfect. I would have fit in perfect to how they play. Yeah. I mean, just manage the game, you know, manage the game, run hit the game, tight end on a boot, action, and but it's a lot of like, throw, you know, good looking play action. Yeah, just that's what I did. Easy throws. That's what I did. You know? And they rarely just like, bomb the ball down no. the field right yeah that's pretty much what what it is the other thing before we get to everybody's fa- favorite uh phase of the team special teams uh it did is there a part of you that your heart hurt every time keegan johnson did anything for iowa is there yeah, a part of you I, just like yeah. ah, that one, oh, that hurt he could have been a big part of our team Damn the last it. two years and that's the truth because like we he's sort of a possession receiver yes and you know you put him with bets and manning and you kind of go <sighs> You know, and especially Torrey this year, too. It's like, like it hurt. he's basically wherever Levi Falk would be, you'd put Keegan there, who's just a better version of yeah. that. Um, it yeah, hurt a little bad. bit. Every time he did anything, he's like John at Cam Taylor Britt. And I'm just like, it hurt. Yeah, he cue up Michael Bolton. How am I supposed to live without you? Heck, like I'm like a huge and I, I Keegan Johnson guy. But like, he, I don't even know Keegan. I get the sense, though, that like he's probably a winner. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he looks like he's got. Well, I mean, his dad. Bell, I mean, Glester was a winner. Bellevue like, West, when he Bellevue was there, West they won. won a lot. Yeah, like and he, he was gets their it. guy. He's just a guy that gets it. That's what I'm saying. Guys that get it. Guys that won in high school. He's a freshman. Kirk Ferentz is like. Now I'm sure some of it was like, okay, we're in homeboys' home town. We're gonna or not hometown, but home state, and we need to get him involved. But they're running reverses to him on big plays. They're going to him on no, comeback I'm, routes. Like, is he a true? Sure. I thought he was a true freshman. Am I tripping? Is or was he, he a freshman last year? I think he was a freshman last year. Maybe, maybe I'm losing my mind. Maybe, I, maybe I'm too. COVID, the, the 2020 season is like, like I kind of like forget yeah. that it even happened. But, okay, Keegan Johnson, you might be right. He might be a sophomore. Uh, he's a freshman. Is he really? I, I mean, based on 
I think he's a yeah, freshman. You might be right. You might be right. I think he's a freshman. I just like it. I scored two touchdowns this year. Son yeah, of a biscuit, you grab it. It hurt my heart. I just want to say that. It you just know, I, it hurt my heart. He he would have helped us more than he's helping them. That's oh, all I'm saying. Yes. Whatever he's done there, I think he would have done more here. That's what I think. But, but I mean, he's know, also in the Big Ten title game, and I mean, Nebraska uh, yeah. is three True. and nine. But True. that's that's the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. But he's a Nebraska guy. He I know. It to... hurt. It hurt. I just wanted to throw that in. That it hurt, hurt my heart. When Sorry. he was talking smack to Cam <laughs> Taylor Britt, it hurt my heart. Um, okay. Fans, let's hear it for everybody's favorite unit, special teams. Uh, in this game, Iowa's kicker, of course, he's four for four. Just bangs field goals from 51, 48, 44, and 36. There's no doubt. Either. I they mean, just gone. dead through the uprights. Wasn't, there was no sneaking anything in. Um, what'd you, okay, the block punt. Uh, what what did you see? A guy missed, up block, missed a guy? No. What happened? No, that... There is a guy that is free on these punts, right? There's a yeah. guy that's allowed to just go, but the idea is you got your up backs. Um, I thought that, you know, do you, do you always move the two, the two guys to the side of the yeah. foot, but you don't, apparently there is a, there's a, like, there's a right and a left kick. Okay. And apparently this was a right kick. Okay. And, and so it's, it's, it's actually more on the snapper, the punter, to be quick, to disguise the snap count, and you're supposed to angle a little bit. Towards the two upbacks. Towards, yeah, towards the way you're going is from my understanding. Because they were to the right. To the right. The snap, I have to look at it again, but I believe the snap was like either straight back or drifted a little bit. It's a left-footed punter, and... This, the guy for Iowa made a really good play. He, yeah. But it's on our snapper to disguise the snap count, and he did not. And that Iowa guy, I think they had it in Mitch Sherman's article, basically said, like, I knew we knew this was open. We had it timed. I timed it and got it. Like, you know, then he, right. he, he bent the corner. But, like, you need to – you're supposed to – it's about, like, distance, time and distance. Quick snap, you angle – he has to go farther and bend. Like it becomes harder to do. It right. shouldn't happen. We made it just that, just easy enough for him. Right? right. We made it where the snap was slow, with a timed count, to a left-footed punter where the two guys are on the opposite side. Oof. All those things add up to you can get your punt blocked. And that's what happened. And not only did it, not only did it get blocked, it goes straight up in the air. Guy catches it, runs it. That's our luck, though. Right. Right. We're. I think one of Dirk's stats were we 
statistically are one of the unluckiest teams ever. Yeah. Which is true. I think that's a factor. I am more now thinking that we make a oh, lot of yeah. our luck too. Right. So luck is real. It's a part of the game. The ball will bounce one way or the other, but you can, with how much skill you have, affect your luck. Totally agree. So, that, so okay, that's good. That's a good breakdown of that of of the block punt. So the it wasn't a missed blocking assignment. It was more like executing correctly. Right. Snap punter. Instead of the right-footed guy, we had the left-footed guy. What happened the next play? Guess who we had out there? Yeah, the right-footed guy. Right-footed guy. On a right hash, right punt. Which is kind of like, a, is Nebraska the only team that has two punters? Like, they rotate two different punters? No, I don't know. I mean, they've kind of settled into Prist up for, I mean, after Cerny's Michigan State Outback he, when Steakhouse. Crikey happened. When he Outback Steakhouse late. He went to Outback Steakhouse. Everybody else... Went to the Olive Garden or something. I don't know. It seems like, it seems like only Cerny was like, Corky, I but, want a steak but, and a blooming onion. But that's, but it, it's just interesting. I don't, I don't feel like Crikey. I see. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, Crikey went left. It was a right punt. Oh, Crikey. The kangaroo went left, didn't he? That little dingo got it he on the run. It. And, but it's two putters is just a weird thing to me. It's but just, whatever. All that means is you got no punters. Yeah, if you got, you you got, got two, you got none. These other teams have one punter, and they're all great, which sucks. All our, these Big Ten specialists are good. I know they're really good. I mean, it's a it's a special it's a it's a ball control special teams field position conference for everybody not named Ohio State. And I think that's what makes us look especially bad. Is like they're I, like, atrocious at all those you, things. <laughs> we're bad, and they're really good at that. So yeah. like when when we this same system and like t- coaching staff went down to UCF. And that stuff didn't matter as much because everybody they else kicked was, everybody's butt. Right. They and were every, better. And the rest of the conference was kind of outside of, I think, Navy. Like the rest of the conference was kind of like, all right, we, we, you're going to throw it. All right. Let's do a shootout. First out. to 55, man. And we were better at it. Deal? That. Yeah. Cool. Like that's what welcome luck. to the American Athletic Conference. Special teams? <laughs> Fuck that, right? Should we, should we just cancel special teams? Cool. After, <laughs> after third down, we don't get it. How about you just get it like at the 30? Cool with us? Deal? All right. Let's go for, let's go for it and forth every time. Green? <laughs> That's pretty much no what it was. But Frost said it was the game, and he's right. It was the biggest. The block punt was the biggest play of the game. It was the game. It's the game. It's the game. Uh, we already talked about Oliver Martin fielding the punt at the seven, setting up the safety. I'm a, I just would rather see, you know, make them make, make down it. Make them down it. But it's just pretty amazing. We went over it with Dirk's little thing. But, I mean, special teams this year, they gave a kickoff return touchdown, punt return touchdown, block punt touchdown, block PAT return for a touchdown, a.k.a. two points, safety on a punt return, not to mention the thousands. thousands, I mean, I bet it's in the thousands, the hidden yards lost every single game. I bet it's in the thousands. If you you sum it up the whole year. Whole season, special teams – Field position it, it, it equates to points. It's like crazy. every like think about it, every hundred yards that they get, or even eight, every eighty yards is essentially a touchdown, right? Right. So like every eighty yards that they get more of your, a field position from special teams, like it's a touchdown. It's just you know like have you ever watched even the the Santino Panico year? Like I just don't know if I've ever watched a season where a major college football team. Just the chances of them ever having a 
punt return or a kickoff return that was just decent. Not even saying a scoring. Decent was zero. There was a zero yeah. percent chance of that. How you don't have a punt return for more than ten yards? Do we? I don't know if we've had one more than ten yards. Not I that I can doubt it. And I know we have not had a kickoff return that crossed thirty-five or forty. No, I mean that. That's unacceptable. Right. That is so unacceptable as a standard for your special teams. Like we essentially just decided, here's the plan. Let's give up on trying and right. not make mistakes. Right. Let's fair catch everything or not even try to catch and just take the ball and kick off at the 25 and on punts, let's just hope you, the ball doesn't get downed at the two. It, and call it, a, not, call it a win. It's When you see it happen for an entire season, uh, you figure out how much yardage... It costs you. It costs you. And I feel like the times we did bring it out, we wouldn't even get to the 25. So it would be like, well, yeah, th- then, then you go, then you start well, going. You? Yeah, because then, oh, then it might be the smart play to just take it at the 25. But, but still, any way you slice it, it's still not acceptable. It's not acceptable that you don't have the threat right. to take it out. Because the reality is, if you were to hand this season in all 12 games to a group of like say say you and I opened a consulting business for football teams. Like we're we will diagnose, analyze, and present solutions to your football program. Yeah, I mean it's pretty. I, I think if you handed this program and in particular this season to any group of football consultants, the the biggest problem is special teams. the The biggest problem, yeah, plaguing this team is special teams. And you could argue, and we've talked about that, you could argue that it cost them. You could argue it cost them every game. But you could argue it cost them the Oklahoma game, Michigan State game, the Ohio State game, the Wisconsin game, and the Iowa game. Okay, since you have a crack staff of football analysts, football our, analysts yeah. that listen to this, I'm, I am asking for a favor. If somebody could somehow find the total special teams uh, yardage difference in terms of how much they punted versus our punt, how much our kickoff. I'd versus love to see how what that much are how many field goals we made and missed versus our opponents. How many you know points? Right. Obviously, like I'd love to see the total yardage and points. point difference. Right. I think you had, you had the points, but with the yardage because we can almost equate points off those to y- two. So, right? yeah, yeah, because to if they get a certain amount of points um, or yards, if anybody. Knows how to do that or where to find it. That would be like the best. Seems like a Sam McEwen type thing. Sam always has stuff like that. But where's the stuff? I don't know. They go for this. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, AidenHutchinson.com, I think probably. I thought this is where we buy the calendars. That's where the calendars are. But uh, but you're right. Like if if you just could nice and neatly go, special teams was minus X amount of yards and got outscored this many points like that. So. That's why I'll be real interested. I think these things are going to happen fast as we kind of wrap all this up with with these the staff hires on like, I know there, there's a part of, I can tell a part of you and even a part of me for a long time, you kind of fight. Special teams is one of those things that it's not a problem until it's a big problem. Like yeah. it's it's easy to dismiss it and it's easy to, to kind of, to just kind of farm out to people and be like, ah, just whatever, man, we'll get through it. But it's clear like, I mean, Chattel wrote it in his column after the game. Like, I don't know how Frost can – I don't know how they can't – I mean, clearly, they they got to address it. They got it. to, Nick. Like, they got to. It's either Scott Frost has to coach it. Right. 
or he's, I mean, or he's got to hire a special teams coach. I just, it's, it's to the break. The, the blocked punt against Iowa was the breaking point. Made where it, so, I don't know that he has a choice now. I mean, I almost feel you like know? even Brev would have to intervene and be like, no, 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 no. You, you like, I, you have one of these guys that you hire has to be a special teams coach. You know what I was thinking about as an analogy for like, for us, like we were like the analogy to us, the last four years with special teams was like, yeah, yeah. We know it's a big deal and we're, yeah, we're working on it. It's like, it's like the people that are like, do you know what? Yeah. Like, you know, it's terrible for you. Smoking. Smoke, right. Yeah. Don't smoke. And every day they go out and they still smoke or the people are like, you know, it's really bad for you. Social media. And I, I you really right. shouldn't be on social media. It's bad for your brain. Right. You know, the people that everybody says it, right. everybody acknowledges it. And then everybody stays on social media. Right. So it tells me they don't really believe it the way they should believe it. Totally agree. That's a perfect analogy. So like, to me, there's a difference between like, yeah, we know there's a problem. We want to get this problem fixed. And like, all we're doing is fake. Like you got to be a cold turkey sometimes, right? You can't smoke ever. You, you can't, can't half. You can't halfway quit smoking. Yeah, drinking is bad for right, you. You can know, never drink again, right? right like you like, can't. Like these things that like you almost have to lay down the extreme of like to fix this. You can't sort of just be like, yeah, it's a problem. And we want it to be better. It's like no, you have to never let it be what it was before. because because it is undeniable because even even a little bit of what we talked about at the start of this year i think over the course of the frost era it's been easy to dismiss things of like oh the, like fluke uh they'll catch their break uh eventually they're going to get over the hump but as the sample size of this has gone up and up and up and up and now all of a sudden you blink and you're four years into it you can't dismiss this as a yeah, like it, it'll it'll get better, kind of a thing. It was specialists until it wasn't specialists, right? It's it specialists till we give up a kick return, a blocked punt, right? To lose the games, for and us. and like what's hard is I can simultaneously agree that yeah, specialist, like it is there is a specialist problem, but that also doesn't mean that there isn't a special teams problem too. Like both those things are true. Like they need a full fledged they 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 need to revamp everything they're doing with that unit and they have to hire a guy it's 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 got to mean everything to you like it, this is might sound cheesy but like you got to like you have to decide and make a decision that it's the most important thing and that's really like let's be honest we're all kind of like special teams it's right but if that's how you feel right that's what it will be, right? I th I go back to Frank Beamer at, at Virginia Tech. He it was Beamer ball. It was defense and special teams. He coached right the special teams. I believe. I think yeah. I always thought was under the impression he was their coach, right? Um, and like it's got to mean that much. And I get the sense that I look at our personnel out there on the kick coverage and the punt return. The I'm like, are those our best guys? Right. I, I mean, I didn't like special teams that much. But I was on punt team every year because that was the most important thing was you don't let it uh, – we don't let right. punts get blocked, right? Right. And so we always had starters on the punt team, right? And sometimes we – you know, I played – when I was younger, I played all the special teams. Did them all, right? That was part of your coming up. Of if getting were, on the field. If you're a scholarship yeah. guy who's not the starter, you're you yeah. absolutely are expected and should want to be on special teams, which right. we did. But um, – I just don't know that I'm getting that sense out of our backup guys that like, especially DBs and receivers. I'm not yeah. seeing any of those DBs out there. No, which is odd. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
the, the backup DBs are their scholarship guys need to be on. be on there. The backup receivers are scholarship guys should be on there. The backup linebackers that are on scholarship need to be Unquestionably right. got to be on. I mean, no, you're right. And that, and that's what you're like this needs to be. You can't explain this away anymore. It it, it to me you almost want to say, I mean, Scott, like you everybody wants this to work. You got 1 year to get it right now. At least if you if you're going to go down, go down addressing with every single fiber resource being, yeah. and fiber in your being addressing the 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 one thing that i think has plagued this program more than anything else outside of the psychological issues that we're going to get but like yeah. the the most tangible thing you can point to that has held this program back for four years because this isn't a new thing this isn't like a new no. problem this has been a a reoccurring thing that I will say I'm I have explained it away. Even as someone that you and I cover Me this, pro, I mean, it's Me easy to be like ah, they'll they'll get it right. They'll they'll. It was easy to yeah. be like they can't be as bad as they were, or it was easy to be like well, it's just a, it it was easy to point to just ah the field goal kicker or just and, the. And it, I know they made improvements on on things this off. So like you can't like we can't pretend they like they didn't try. They tried. I just think that there is something trying. And then there's quitting smoking. Like I yeah. tried, and then I sometimes I don't. Totally. And then you cold turkey. This is the most important thing You're we so do right. here. Right. You're so right. And it sucks to say, but like, who wants that to be special teams? Well, we need it to be. Yes. That's the point. Is like Alabama. It, it doesn't have to be. They don't have to make special teams their most important thing. They got enough talent. Right. They got good coaches. They're going to be fine. Right. Saban just knows this everything. Like right. They're not going to have to worry about it. They got five stars running down on every kickoff, right. every punting, right? They, they're lucky in that sense. They can kind of throw half effort at it, and it'll be serviceable. Doesn't matter. But I did see their best receiver got ejected for covering a punt. And so you're like, I, and I, you better got, believe they're going to have somebody back there that if they field a kickoff or field a punt and they have a shred of space, they're pretty electric. Oh, God, yeah. That and is, so that, I don't, it, that, that's where I, I think the mindset can't be, Hey, we just we just got to try not to make mistakes on special teams. It's got to be like we need to become the, one of the best special teams units in the country. Needs yes. to be our mindset, and that's a different mindset that takes the head coach and everybody in the building being sold completely sold out that this is everything. I I I'll be pretty disappointed, and I think a lot of people will if when Scott announces all these staff new staff members and there isn't a special teams coach. So th this is so. I think we need to talk about this because this is going to happen quick, yes. right? So th they how got recruiting. Yeah. How do you give me give me how, so like okay? So there are four. You have four hires to make. You have to hire an offensive coordinator. Uh, OC's coming. You have to hire an offensive line coach. Line's coming. We think you need to hire a special teams coach. Let's hold. Let's let's table that. Let's get our running backs coach first, and then wide receivers. Wide receivers and special teams is five and is four and five, right? Mm -hmm. So the issue then becomes somebody's got a double duty this thing because there because we had a quarterback coach and OC, an OC that the OC was also the wide receivers and OC did wide receivers. So the OC here could do quarterbacks, the OC could do wide receivers, the head coach could do quarterbacks, 
the head coach could do wide receivers. He probably wouldn't. Um, so it's either the OC or the head coach got to do quarterbacks. The coach was a, a, a quarterback, quarterback, but we kind of want Frost to be freed up to right. do but, everything. So to me, that means somebody's got to take on wide receivers if the OC does quarterbacks. Right. So I, didn't, I just wonder how all that's going to shake out. And then the, the issue becomes if you think you need an – if the OC doesn't do quarterbacks, then – well, I mean, then you got to get a quarterbacks coach, and then you can't get your your uh, special teams because you're only we're limited on, and then you can't really take away from. Defense. But like, okay, let, let's say let's say you there has to be an OC, there has to be an offensive line coach. Like to me, like those there has to be a dedicated. I think those two you can't like. Yes. So, okay. OC O line. So now you need running back and wide receiver. How is this get? I mean, the I'm OC to, can do the OC technically could do, could do running backs and receivers if they wanted to, or quarterbacks. The OC could take one of those three. Um, so I think there there has to be. Uh, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say there's perfect scenario. OC there's a dedicated special teams coach and there's an offensive line coach. So now we have to figure out how. I mean, can Becton do wide receivers? I think he could. Because um, I think in a perfect world, you do OC, QB, special backs. teams, O-line. Could you do O-line running backs? No. No. That's, that's the only bad part is you kind of need. I mean, I think receivers, tight ends would be the, the, the best that you combine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. Or, or, or like, or the, yeah, I think you, you got to probably could you, do that. Or, or the OC has got to do running backs. Which I think is doable. It's doable, right? But um, I just don't know. I mean, you, you, you start, that's a lot of, you have the positions you got to fill are OC, wide receiver, quarterback, running back, special teams. Yeah, oh, special uh, teams goes from Dawson and assistant analyst helpers to, to that, but I I think they need a dedicated special teams coach because, um, it's and it's got to be somebody that's like got some juice, man. Let, I mean, let's be real, like yes. you gotta have somebody that's that's got cred. That's they've got cred. done it. They've done it well. Yeah, they gotta have. They gotta be a, an expert at it. Um, it's funny in the paper today. I think it was either Chatella or McEwen said that. Like they were talking about names like Tom Herman. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, what? Well, Jerry Kill was thrown out there, but he took the New Mexico State head coaching job. So Jerry Kill's off the board. But you've heard names like Tom Herman thrown does out there. Does Herman not but, have a, a head coaching I saw, spot? I mean, no, I don't. I don't even know where Texas, he's at. It's like, but I mean, because that's the other thing too. And we, I know we talked about this a little bit last week. I just again, there's an element of of who you hire has to kind of fit your personnel. And I get there's going to be a huge dipping into the portal here where you can kind of go find guys that fit how, whoever you want. So if you want it to be, if you want to be all become a power running option team or something like that, which I already think the is kind of built for that. Cause they're already kind of doing that, but yeah, it's, so it's, it's uh, a lot of this stuff. Not only do you hire the need to hire the best guy, but you need to hire the best guy that, that can it, get, that can, that can make it work right now. Well, so a lot of times what happens I think is, uh, especially in the, this, this moment in time with the transfer portal is like if an OC leaves 
a school or a head coach, you know, that's been fired like Herman, they've got some guys that they recruited that they're their guys. Uh-huh. And you got to imagine that like, if you're a backup at another school and your coach leaves, or even if you're a starter at that school, you can transfer. Right. And a lot of times quarterbacks go with OC. So to me, that's going to be part of the equation is like, you know, like, who can you get to come? Like a pa- almost like a package that, yeah, I mean, I think that has to be part of the conversation of Frost when he's hiring these guys of like, who, who can you bring? That's part of this deal. It's like, it's, it, unfortunately, it's not like, hey, let's just take our time and build, you know, build you this team up with our recruits. Like, time's out. We got to get up. dudes. Like, yeah. this is Juco, and this is like, I heard, I mean, the paper's talking about like, you know, trying to take 10 people from the transfer portal. I'm like, might have to do it. I mean, you, yeah, you got to have people that can play. I mean, the, the guys like Torre, I was so, so pleasantly surprised how well he. But the hard part for every adjusted. Torre, there's a step. And step, wasn't you know, terrible. No, he wasn't. But I'm saying he didn't make an impact. And no. they need to. They need when they go into the transfer portal, they need to hit on like yeah, like we need eighty percent of these guys. Like the dude, the five star from from uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State, like he didn't even. He couldn't even play special teams. Nick. Right. Like that tells you something that like, you know, something there's, right. there's a reason but, why he wasn't playing at Ohio state can't play here. So like we got to get, we're going to be light on DBs. All those, remember those Miami dudes that all, right. That was too light on DB, class. but they need to find someone to fill Austin Allen. Hopefully that can be Fedoni. So maybe you don't need necessarily and Vocalette, like, and Vocalette comes back. back. Hopefully uh, they need to find a, a difference making dude at running back. Yes. They need to probably go in the port. They, they got to go find a quarterback. Yep. Regardless of whatever happens with Martinez or whatever, his shoulder surgery, I think it complicates things a little bit. Uh, but you got to find a dude at quarterback. You got to find a, a, someone to take the Teray spot. Yep. Uh, you probably need to find a couple of wide receivers that can maybe make I mean, a difference. Betts and Manning are going to be what they are. Like, I, I think right. Betts talent wise. But there's clearly the- something missing with him. Like there's something missing with his ability to be out there every yeah, day. Him and Manning, there's a consistency issue. They both have nice uh, skills, skill you know, sets, right, yeah. but they haven't put it all together as like a possession guy. I think we need a possession guy right. to go with him. That's what Torre was. That's what we were talking about with Keegan Johnson. We were kind of hoping he would be right. You know, that he can be a guy like that. But I think we need, yeah, running then, back, then receiver, quarterback, um, quarterback, pass rusher, DBs. Yeah. Like you need to go on the portal. Yeah. And then you need to probably go find the best kicker in the like. You need to go find then the best field goal kicker Nick, you in gotta, the country. You got to go down to like. Uh, if you got to go to New Zealand and find you know a guy that's just kicking a rugby, but like you you got to find like th- that's it. You you got to go find those guys. I don't know. I mean, we need to literally have like I don't know what's something that is like you know, like what's a foot and ankle? What's like a foot? Like a shoe store sponsor, somebody needs to sponsor a kicker with NIL. Yes, and pay him a I half agree. a million dollars to come or, here and kick. Or Get the best guy in the country. Uh, was it Kathy Ireland that was the kicker? Oh, I think we could all live with Kathy Ireland. Should we take even down the Aiden Hutchinson and put and Kathy put up, Ireland back up there. I think it's about time. Even if <laughs> Kathy missed a bunch of field goals, we'd be like, ah. yeah, she's pretty talented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't, I mean, everything we're saying, like all this stuff is like, it's a lot, man. I mean, you got to hit on a lot of these, these, the special teams coach, the OC, the O, I mean, cause you could also point out like O-line is something that has kind of got like the O-line was a problem. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll say the 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 positive with O line is that you got O'Doyle's coming back. O'Doyle, if O'Doyle comes back and Prohaska gets healthy, he looks like a really a real tackle, a real tackle. Yeah, and then if you can move Cochran over to right tackle. I think Cochran with another year of strength becomes a better guy. Right. I don't know. Ben Hart. I, I just don't know about Ben Hart. I just, I haven't seen the, for as big as he is, he's like a big teddy bear that's catching people a lot. Yeah. And he doesn't strike. And that's my issue with him so far as I just go, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think if you got O'Doyle, Prohaska, Cochran on steroids, <laughs> With right up, right up, up Cochran, right yeah. up Cochran. Yeah, you got something. We're in a better spot. Position. I mean, it's just, and then I mean, you you mentioned real quick as we're kind of talking about that. You got to get Vocalek to stay. It's unfortunate. Austin Allen already announced he's leaving. Uh, I Daniels, heard, I heard Daniels is gone. I, I, I that's <sighs> the rumor is that. But I'm like, here's my issue with that is like, is he going to get drafted? I, I don't know. I and mean, to me, you would, you're I would, not getting drafted and you can have a chance to improve your stock to get drafted. Or you know what? Like, if you're going to go get cut in minicamp, come back and make 100000 bucks. Yes. Come make two hundred grand. If you're that's the right, guy, that's, well, if that's, you're the captain of the team, I think you can make 100 200 grand. Yeah, that's what, well, to me, that's what, I, I had a conversation with someone, I won't name who it is, I don't want to, you know, divulge who I was talking to, but that, that over the course of the last month, Trev needed to be having kind of wink wink meetings with the biggest boosters and business people in this area and say, at the time he was saying, you need to do all you can to keep, you need to pull together a million bucks and Austin Allen, Daniels, Vokalek, at the time he was saying Martinez, you need to make sure all those guys have deals because rather than go grind to maybe get drafted and maybe make a team play another year, Damian Daniels make yeah, $200,000, which is like, I mean, that's like almost, you know, it's like half of the new, the, of the, of a rookie contract minimum, right? And you get a chance then to play your way into maybe getting yeah, like it, it's, a better to me, if you situation. Can make, if you can make that hundred, 200,000 bucks, uh, as a, as a one more year of college, uh, it was still with the opportunity pro, like you're giving yourself that shit. Like, I think it's harder to make that money in the pros. Cause you're going to get a signing bonus of like, if you're not drafted, it's like 15 or 20 grand or something. Right. It's not difference making stuff. It's you know, not changing your life no. where this is at least some money to put in your pocket. All go, while you're still investing for yeah. the future, right? I mean, if you, you go the other way, you're you're, you're all in on that one. Yeah. Path. And like, I mean, like a Vocalec, you know, I know that this tight end class for the, for the NFL, it's a really good class. Like Allen's going to leave. He had a good year, but, you know, even him, like, if he gets, he'll be a late draft pick. If he gets, and you watch drafted. like Notre Dame's tight. And listen, oh, I think Austin Allen's a baller, but like Notre Dame's tight end. The dude and, from Iowa, the dude from Wisconsin, those were good right. players too. Like right. the dude from uh, Ohio State. I mean, you got, you know, there's usually one or two, you know, one or two tight ends each round. But it's and, important though, in the midst of all this, like what well, I think what, the point of what we're talking to is there are certain guys on this team. Frost needs to not only do they need to be scouring the portal, but they need to retain certain guys. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like Daniels makes a huge difference. I think Volkolek makes a difference. Volkolek, huge difference, because then you can use Fedoni as he matures as yeah, the, the, route as the second guy yeah. receiver. But Volkolek's the blocking guy. Um, then it's like, I'm trying to think who else we got. I think you're really coming back. O'Doyle's bigger than you think. I think O'Doyle's right, a I big agree. deal. 
Um, you want Manning back. You want um, it, who are we missing? Who are we missing on defense? Caleb Tanner. Tanner. I mean, I think in the end you want the depth. You want Tanner back with the depth. Ultimate Warrior ain't going anywhere. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, you know, your your Reimer Henrich aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much Stilly's it. Dan- has to go. Stilly yeah. is a big. I think big Dan. Guy. I think Daniels is number one. To be honest, with you. I think Daniels, Daniels is, the is the number guy. one guy you got to retain. I think you find a way to get. Yeah, I think the local businesses and, and people listening. If you say, "Well, does this seem like this?" Just is, remember, this, Alabama's given their guys a million dollars. This is their this is how it is now. Yeah, it it's becomes an arms race, and if this is we want if we want to hang in there. Let's use what we got here. We got some great boosters. Right. We have thriving business communities across the state especially like lincoln and really omaha's got that crazy old yes. berkshire hathaway money right. it's like find a way to get you because i mean it makes i mean daniels makes a big difference if you got a billion dollars with a berkshire hathaway send a little chip something, in a hundred k to get snacks something a to snack. get snacks get snacks a snack earmark for snacks for memo snacks. for the snacks uh but yeah it's i mean it's it's this has to be the biggest off season in the past 60 years I'm this higher, whoever is the OC, I'm telling you, man, like I I am so excited to see who this, who's this because, because be? who, who, because I'm curious, this is everything about this situation is unique from the standpoint of it's, it's kind of a one year thing potentially, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you know, it's, there's a lot of, there's a, it's, it's not a nest. It's not necessarily just a straightforward position. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely uh you're taking a little bit of a risk, but I think also um, if you're a guy like a Tom Herman or if you're from a school that's not a Nebraska, right? It's like a you're a good coordinator of school that's like, you know, a mid-level Pac-12 or a mid-level, you know, ACC. Um, you might say, I'd, I want to get a think- better job that pays more with an opportunity to make a splash and do something, you know, even if it didn't work, you have an opportunity in a sense. And you're right? going to get compensated well for your they're time. I mean, they're going to pay wherever this, this coordinator might be making a mill that comes that, in. Here. And I think like, they should, because right. they are going to take on the risk of like, this isn't like a guaranteed three or four right. years. So come in here, see if you can get it going. You, for might, you might have like a, maybe even it's like a million, a million bucks a year for a two year guarantee or something, you know, like you might have to guarantee these people. Like, look, if this doesn't work after a year, you're getting two years of pay, right? You know, if you get two mil to come yeah. for a one year I mean, tryout, I, right? Then it's more worth it. Totally, yeah. You offset the risk of the of getting fired by the money, yeah. you know. It, and so it'd be hard for like a one year deal, yeah. Oh, so like, I don't know what that all that's going to look like. I did think I wanted to bounce this off you as we wrap this thing up. We went about ninety minutes here, a little over ninety minutes. But people think, what can you guys talk about? We all we find a way, right? Every time I'm like, we've had this conversation a million times, but it's just it's I don't fun, know. We get going, Nick. It's fun every time we do it. I want to punch myself in the face, like I put in the in the poll question, but. When we get going, it's like this has been enjoyable. Once we get right, you get it once going. Once we get on the thought processes, then we're having fun figuring it out. Well, but. how about this thought? Because I don't know if you listened to the post game press conference. Dirk asked Scott a question, and then his column was kind of about it. And it was really an interesting thought that I hadn't had. Dirk basically, this was the premise of or the spirit of what he was saying is the it, like is the whole theme of man, we are so close. The whole close thing. Because that's been there all year from not only us, the fans, but but Frost himself. Man, we're close. Man, we're close. This thing's close to popping where we just got to get over the hump. We're close. 
and it's and this isn't just this year. He's I mean, you go back and pull quotes from yeah. year one and year two. He's kind of saying the same thing. I think it's probably a great thing to tell your team to keep them engaged. Yeah, because if you, it, it's hard to get beat and get punched. And we're a long way. And you say, away. "Listen, boys, you're not even close." That that gets harder to the next day. Strap it on and go fight again. But if you feel like you're almost there, it probably keeps you more engaged. But I do wonder if, in the long run, kind of along the lines of your your cold turkey smoking yeah. drinking thing, I wonder if, in the long run, if you keep saying that, "God, we're close. You're close." Does that actually? become a bad thing in the sense of it makes you want to just stay the course. If I'm doing something and my instructor or my coach or my whoever is telling me I'm close, well, then I wouldn't think that that wouldn't suggest that I need to make big, massive changes. If someone Mm. says you're close, you kind of, that's kind of stay the course, keep doing it, man. And eventually you're going to beat that door down and while we sit here and say, yeah, this team was close to going nine and three, at the end of the day, they went three and nine. And as much as we can explain away this, that, this, that, this, that, they're three and nine. They're four straight losing seasons. Maybe they're not as close as we all want to make it seem to be. Well, it, the, the conundrum with this team is this. And these are truths. They physically have gotten a lot better over four years. Physically bigger, physically Not stronger. Not even debatable. It's a more physical, tougher football team um, than it was in the Riley era or when they just or got year it. one. It, yep. It's been steady. Product. They have improved in in a lot of areas of this team. Defense extremely improved. Like lot, just everything. They they have gotten almost gone the other direction with two minute four minute and details closing it and special teams and specialists have not so in a lot of ways they the getting close is the like well they were in the sense of like physically they're there they're fighting they play they practice hard they work hard i think most of the issues is philosophy and details and that is what needs to change, but right. not like we're not practicing. They're working hard. They're, they're doing something. They're doing something right. right. Yeah, like, you're doing a lot of things right to almost beat Michigan yes. and Oklahoma. The problem is you're doing enough wrong than to lose to Illinois, Minnesota, Purdue, and all those other teams by a smidge every time. Like, right. So you have to find out what are we doing right and what are we doing wrong. And what you're doing wrong, you need to cold turkey change now that's hard nick it's it is, really hard to do i it, get it dude because I mean, we all have our things where we're like we can't see our own weaknesses usually. right and that's where maybe four new coaches could be life-saving not only in of what they know but getting a new set of ideas and eyes and and blood and energy into the situation yeah could be good in the sense of like think that core group had, they've been together for, from Central Florida till now, which there are positives to that, i.e. the defense. Like, I think their continuity and, and all that yeah. stuff has has yielded good results on that side of the ball. But overall, sometimes if if everyone is cut from the same oh, cloth. Man, that's it. That's the bingo right there. Everything's cut from the same cloth. You're not going to 
no one has any new ideas because everybody's everybody's yeah. comes from the same tree. I you think, know, I think I would love to see a court. I mean, this is a perfect world, right? A coordinator that has a lot of experience, right? I mean, that's why, like a Tom Herman, you'd be like, oh my gosh, it'd be right. it sounds nice oh. because he's been a head coach and he can see the big picture, right? And maybe where Frost has some blind spots with right. special teams, game management, CEO stuff. Maybe he actually like has some insight that Frost totally has, where it's a lot harder for maybe a Ryan held to be like, Scott, here's what I think you need to do different. Like he probably sees it the way Scott does. Right. And he's, he's also never been in a position where he had to know. And that's not more to, than yeah, Scott. Right, right. Right. Where Tom Herman's had to have done it as a head coach where Scott Frost is a young head coach. Who's learning the hard way. You know, it, he learned the easy way at UCF, right. Which was like, it all goes right. This was a situation where he hadn't learned the hard lessons and he's, he had to, I mean, every time it was the hard way. So that's so what, now it's like, I think somebody to assist that, like, because Frost, Nick, he didn't have any other assistance and he torched Wisconsin and Iowa right. on his own. Think about that. Like, he is a excellent creative football mind. He is excellent at working with his guys and motivating, saying that, like, he's excellent at some things. Organization, CEO, big picture stuff. Clearly has been that's an issue. His, that's not his strength. Right. And so, like, what he does well, like, I think we need to like that and emphasize it. But then, like, we need to uh, show just, him and help him find where maybe he's, he's lacking. And and that's why I do think I hope one of these. Now, ideally, it's the offensive coordinator. But I do hope one of these hires has been a head coach before. I think he needs someone on this staff that is or a real veteran or, or somebody that's been, been around. around forever, you know? Yeah. And, and so like you, I mean, in the end, it's like just, you want a great coach right. over the tenure, but if you can have both take the tenure. But I just thought that was so interesting because I had never thought about it in that way in what, in what Dirk was kind of hinting at. And then what he wrote about of like, yeah. yeah, that is interesting. Like, I wonder if there is a psychological letdown amongst everybody if hey, close, we're close, we're close, we're close, we're close. If someone continues to tell you you're close, you think, oh, I'm close. Well, then why don't I just keep going? I'll say this. We kept feeling like it was close. And I think it was Michigan. The fourth quarter of Michigan, where me and you were losing our minds. Yes. It was a peak moment. And Martinez fumbles. I really believed that was the turning point. Totally agree. I, I was just... I, uh, and so I'm. Um, you can and say there's a whole bunch of turning whole, points, but that were close. one. I felt like we were close, and I felt like fourth quarter of Michigan. It was our moment. Yes, it was our time. Now they're the number two team in the country. Right. They just beat Ohio State, but to me, I thought that was our time. I agree, and it and it didn't happen, and I think maybe it stopped feeling quite as close because the next week was Minnesota, and it was a bye week. And the next week was Purdue. Yeah. And it just hasn't you know, been like, close. I mean, it just hasn't it's, felt as close you're right. since. Because but Michigan, think, about, think about you go Michigan State, then you go Northwestern, you blow their 56 to 7, dismantle them. Yes. Then Michigan. And you're right. Like, it was there. It was there. I remember drinking beer with you at the tailgate for that Michigan game. And I'm telling you, I feel like I can look in this game. I was confident Nebraska was going to win. I felt like they were going to win. And when Martinez fumbled that thing, the whole, I, it got, and then the subsequent, how the rest of the season played out between Minnesota, Purdue, Ohio State, yeah. Wisconsin, Iowa, 
it it feels harder. Nebraska feels further away now than they did at the beginning of the fourth quarter of that Michigan game. I mean, they took on Aiden Hutchinson. Right. Didn't well, that's why I don't know. It, I thought Michigan was the best team Nebraska played. They were, and I I think we played our most physical. It was like a bloodbath game. I remember seeing Stilly oh. walking off the field. He looked like he had been through 12 rounds. And right. I was like very proud of that. I was very proud that that's how. So when, when that's the progress I've seen, yes. is that we went toe to toe and we fought the bloodbath. They could win the whole thing. And Michigan I, could win the whole thing. And we lost uh, off of something. I just go, man, I don't know how to explain that other than uh, just gave it, gave the ball, you know, like, right. but we didn't, we fought the fight. That's the part that, if we didn't fight the fight, I'm way more just like, here's, we weren't even close. Here's the we other thing. We were fighting the fight. Totally agree. But here's the other thing with the close thing. And then we'll wrap this up. We've gone forever. Might have to make this a two-parter. And bring on House in a little bit. And we'll talk NBA overs and unders. But no. The one thing, and I've been guilty of this. And Frost even said it in the post-game press conference. This is another thing as we become like way too over-analytical. I think everyone's kind of chalked a lot of this up to they just got to get over the hump with a win. Once they win one, then it'll go. And I think that's true to a certain extent. Like, I think Mm. the reality is the only way to become a winning program is to win. But I think there may be there. I think that school of thought has allowed them to let themselves off the hook with maybe some of the details that have led up to that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just going, just got, we just got to win a game. The problem is we haven't won a game. Well, that that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? All like, we got to do is win a game, but we're not interested in return yards. Right. Or, I, I like, think every, having, you know, like, I just get the we're sense. not interested in returning kicks or punts. Or, you know, it's like, you need to be interested in that. That's what I'm saying. And And I wonder if deep down inside, and Frost would probably never admit this, but I wonder if deep down inside – the way he's assessed all this is like, we just got to win one of these games, man. So it's easier to do, let's be honest. It's easier to do that than to take a good hard look at all this other shit. And I think they've kind of said, well, they just, all we got to do is win one game and then it'll take off. It helps. It does. And that's why I'm not saying that's not, I think it's hard to sit here and say that's not true because it is, but there's a non-negotiable price you have to pay in your preparation to get to that point. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I think we're the people it helps is like it helps Martinez. If Martinez would have got one of those big yeah. wins. I think all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he's like, I do this. And every game that he didn't win, it's in the back of your head. Right. So I think there is some truth to that. But like I said, in the end, special teams tells me the tale of, how much they've they've how much how much do you, do you really want to process gonna win you games as well? Agree. And I totally agree. Versus being like, hey, we got a lot of good things going with you know, like we're we don't need to be a momentum team. We're like a team that like we have a process that wins us. It just kind of feels like Nebraska's been waiting to win one of these games and think that's gonna solve everything. You you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and 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 while I don't know if I totally disagree with it. I also think there's got to be more to it than that. Well, here, And there a, clearly is more to it than like that. Like a Purdue, Purdue beat Ohio State a couple years ago. And I don't know that it launched them, right? Right. Like if you think that's going to launch you, 
It's not going to launch you. Purdue's defense sucked. Right. They hired Bob Diaco, and they, their defense was not good. Um, I think – so I think that's where, like, one win didn't change their world. Right. Maybe they got a couple better recruits, receivers. You know, the next – they got David Bell because they got – They had, had Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, right? But, like, I don't think that's changed their program. That's such a good point. Like, I don't know. One big win doesn't necessarily – put you on a path and it kind of feels like they've been waiting nebraska's been waiting to win the one big bet uh, yeah yeah and it's hard because we need it we need it we absolutely do need it just to get like the jinx like the jinx that came from even before these guys like we're talking the polini jinx right like, we're talking like back to that point where man we just i even remember back like in my days, like when we were, you know, like Texas Tech, Texas, USC, like all the big games we lost, you know, like Texas, the, the Terrence Dunn. Fumble. Yeah. Like those are the things that like they, those have been around for for a while now, years like, now that are hard to shake. Like, man, we just like we win the ones we were supposed to. But now we're losing the ones we're supposed to. Now, that's the part that I have a problem with. Right. You know, I so like that's the thing is like we're thinking that winning one big one's going to solve us losing to Minnesota, Purdue, and Illinois. They're not. That's not what costs us those. Totally games. agree. So that's what I think if – I think in in talking this out, that's why it's so good to do this. Like in talking this out, I really think the the worst – we're close thing has, has kind of let them off the hook of just wanting to really assess certain things. Yeah. And then it seems like they've been waiting for just that one – we got to win that one big game. I mean, it would because help. even they beat Penn State last year, yeah, and and they turn around and lose to Illinois. And, and I know last year was so weird because of COVID, but it's just it's that's that's kind of this. I think some of the psychological issues that I think they got to they got to take a good hard look at all that. And I'm hoping these four new coaches come in and you, really shake things. You up. You know what? The one thing I'm at least thankful for, and this might sound odd, I'm actually happy that if we're going to be the worst team in Nebraska's history, that we're the worst team like this. Right. Does that make sense? Like we've had teams win four and five games, you know, that we're just getting killed. And this is different. It's different when our in issues are not physical. physical. You're so right. I mean, because people take pride that we are almost the more physical team a lot of times. As long as you're the more physical teams, your fan like Nick, we lost eight games and that stadium was to the roof. Right. It was like a true like it's sold out. And I, I, my brother was talking to me, he said like that he was watching Texas. Nobody was in the stands. That, that that Kansas game that they lost. There's an end zone cam of the Kansas goes for, you know, they they go for two on the game winner. The the, the back you know, the end zone, all the stands, are, it's empty. Wisconsin the other day, yeah. Nebraska was there, 11 a.m. kick or 2.30 kick, whatever. A lot of that st stadium had empty pockets. So that that's the part where, like, my hope is still there because, one, our fans are still in it. And the team never quit. Like, the one team thing, I, I, I don't want to sit here and get to where we're, we're handing out pats on the back for not quitting, but let's be honest, yeah. this team had every chance in the world to fucking quit. 
To just, I mean, like to just be like, no. You can call what happened against Iowa. Yeah, we fell apart. No, like we we choked. We right. did, but they didn't. But that's quit. not f- quitting. And f- like when you get beat by fifty, and you're just like, they're just running through you. That's so much different than like you were winning the game and choked. Like I think our issue is in between the ears, not like physical and effort. Heart. heart. That's- it's like, and so that's where the fact that our stadium was filled, and the fact that like we. It's like we're losing by this makes it makes it to me tolerable in a weird way because we're not just wimps that just have no chance. Well, that's what's so this and, and a lot of people, a lot of people that are anti frost people. I've heard some people throw this out like you'd rather lose with frost than win with someone else. And that's not I mean, that's not true. That's not true. But I, but for me, like removing the coaches, I'll take watching this team every Saturday a hundred times out of a hundred over 2017, the 2017 season where they yeah. go four and I would just, this team had some nuts. They had some guts. They had heart. They were tough. And, and one and team went three and nine, one went four and eight. The four and eight team was just a bunch of soft. I'd love to see like, the point. Let's, I'd love to see the point, point differential, differential of that team of that team versus like that to me is the difference. Like this was, historically like we were the some people call it the greatest three and nine, yeah. which is an embarrassing it's embarrassing it's embarrassing yeah that. all this stuff should be should it, but it, at it, least it's that versus like we were the wimpiest three and nine team ever you know right. like that that would be like you want to talk about that's where that stadium would be we're getting beat by 59 times right Nick, there if you're, be if you're three and nine and you're getting run off the field all nine losses, nobody's showing. There's up. half half the people are there, maybe even less than Nick, that. Our fans were like, they're they're still in it, and right. that's the part that tells you all you need to know well, about it's, where, it's, where they see where well, we're. But what it is, it's it's there's a direct correlation when the players are still fighting and the players are still in it. It's easy for a fan to still be in it. Our fans aren't stupid. They see, they know the difference between physical and effort and heart and not right. And so they feel it almost the way the players do probably like everybody's kind of in it together. They're like, they're like, we want it so bad. And we're, you know, and like, right. And this isn't to say we're not yeah. sitting here like saying we're happy with how this season went. Of course not. But I think they're there. You have to take a situation for what it is and then look at it and go, well, and, and kind of just look at it from all different angles. Of course, this season was a colossal failure. I thought this oh, team could yeah, have yeah. won. I, I I think we both picked them to probably go. I think you pick, you always pick them to like undefeated, but like that, I thought they were going to win like eight, eight games potentially. I thought this they team could have won 10. They, they, this team could have won 10 games. So this season was a massive I mean, it's failure. Like they could have won 10, but they absolutely couldn't have won 10. You right. know, like, I know. It's, but that's the, that's so the conundrum. Saying this is okay. No, the, the, but, but I guess I feel better that that we didn't get blown out all year. That we were a physical team that has some things that are controllable right. that you can fix. I don't think you can fix like we're just soft and we nothing aren't physical nothing more. It, it's there's like, a not well. It's like Tre, it's the one quote from Trev. Like you got to get the fight. What like yeah. Once if if you don't establish that, nothing else will matter. Like, and so it's, it's really, it's weird that we can like, this is, and this is why it's a confusing moment. It's like, because it's not as simple as like, well, we're just the worst team that gets shredded, like, you know, Swiss cheese every week. You know, it's like, we, we do enough, right. That we are right there, that we're right there against the, not, not just 
every week against the hardest schedule we play with top 10, top 10, top 10, top. And we were like, we got him, we got him, we got him. And then we piss away, piss away, piss away. Right. Again, I, it goes to, it's, a Joe, it's the kind big of cat tweet that's kind of fun. I mean, it's funny, but it's like, like if you're worried about a blowout, put Nebraska in the playoff, they'd find a way to lose to Georgia by two. Yeah. Like I mean, that's, that's what it feels like. It feels like you, they truly, if you give they're us, fully healthy. Yeah, like, I mean, Vegas, like literally, like you give us and points, we got them. Us and a couple points, we always are going to cover. I mean, seriously, like, that's – and so Nick, it's a weird – it's just weird. Going into Iowa at 3-8, and eight, and they're a top-10 team. That's 9-2. They nine and two. favor us by four. Right. I want people to they remember that. We're getting favored as a 3-8 and eight team. That's what I mean by, like – that tells me that we're in a better spot than the normal 3-8 and eight teams where you're just usually – atrocious right so like i at least am happy that we are within reach of being a winning team next year right if we can correct these issues in our program but man it's you talk about this is going to be hard because i mean the greatest variable in the world is a human being and scott frost has to i think of all the new human beings he has to bring into the program from four new coaches to all these transfer portal guys. And he's got to find a way to hit on all, all four coaches have to hit. Yeah. And pretty much 80% of the guys you bring in, in the portal have to hit. It's, it's hard to do, but, it's, but there is, I mean, there's I, what's also hard. So, and this might be an off example, but like, what are you weighing these days? 185. How long did that take you before you were like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you've been busting your ass. You've yeah. lost how many, how many pounds? I've lost almost 30 now, but that took like from what, July what 12th, it, July yeah. 12th to what have been about 10 days ago. So, I mean, that's, that's for a good four, four, four and a half months, four and a half months where you basically had to change your life. Yeah. And, that's not easy to do, no. is it? Like, think about, like, I mean, it probably took you years to even be able to, like, go, I'm going to do this, right? Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's one of the hardest things a person can do. What you've kind of just done, you just lost 30 pounds. Right. Right? That's a full sh mental shift of, like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to stop doing. Like, like a guy like Frost, like, is he going to call the plays? It's going to be really, really, Rarely. really hard for him to give up calling plays. Right. Because I think that's his, in some ways, I almost think that's his favorite thing about coaching. And he just proved and he's he good at it. Do it. Like he can still do it, but, but, but some other things are, he's, he's, he needs to focus on some other things. Yeah. But you're right. No, I mean, it's, it'll be interesting for as much as we're talking about these other people, there still is one guy at the center of all this that has to not only bring in the right people, but he probably needs to be willing to look in the mirror and assess and address. This is a problem. And, and like, so to go back to this, to the Nick Ba, you know, super shredder workout program. Yeah. But what, what was it mostly that you had to do? Eating. And that's freaking tough, right? It's very that's hard. a full, that's a good, that's probably a better analogy than just, hey, I work out harder. Yeah. It's more like, I don't get to eat the stuff I want to eat. It's, I have to then now be organized and I got to do this. And this is when I eat. This right. is my, it's more organized. It's more 
consistent. It's a better this, a better that. I don't get this. And that's a, that's like, it's, fuck, it's hard. It's really hard. That sucks. Everybody See, that's out there has tried to diet. It sucks. And he, But here's the thing. There is nothing more motivating or more addictive. I'm convinced of this after this whole thing I've gone through for four months. There's nothing more motivating and nothing more addicting than results. Yeah. I, for me, the, when, the diet was hard. And it's still, even to this day, even last night, like I'm driving home from the Creighton game and I'm like, oh, I want to yeah, go eat some. I take that runs right. I, I want to go eat. You know what I mean? And Large fry. I got to crush some pizza. Are they still a sponsor? Oh, yeah. But you know what? They are great. They're they fantastic. Great burger, you know? great okay. They're fantastic. But, but I, no, I, I literally, <laughs> what I wanted was pizza. What I wanted was oh, pizza. Man. I was like, I want some pizza. I want to go eat a large. I want to go like literally eat a. Kevin McAllister, a large cheese pizza just for me. Like easy on the Pepsi. It's color. it's hard. It's always hard. But for me, when it got when this got easier was when I stepped on the scale and I was like, oh my God, I just lost in a week, I lost two pounds. Oh my God, now it's been a month. I've lost six pounds. Oh my God. Like, so what I'm hoping is for Frost to because that's what's hard about all this stuff is you can you can invest and sacrifice and change and and you there's no necessarily guarantee that it's going to yield results. So hopefully, hopefully he does that and nothing will be more and more addictive and intoxicating yeah. and rewarding for frost. If they go to Dublin next year and in that first game, this new OC is boom, boom, boom. And this new special teams, they are pending motherfuckers inside the five and they're all this stuff. And like, he's like, okay, now, now, now you really lean in hard to what you've, all the changes you've made. But, the, but so this is the, the the thing though is there still has to be the moment right so right. the nick ba make the decision right you made the decision i think that's the hardest part when you decide i'm gonna do it right and you set the course and right results help as you go through no, it but right you, but have you to gotta commit. make it yeah. that first time that you say i'm gonna do it and no matter what i'm gonna stick to it um like those first couple weeks and months, I think that's the hardest part. I think for him to give up play calling, I think for him to like change his schedule, his, you know, his philosophy, where he spends his time is going to have to change. Nick, that is way easier said than done for somebody that's probably done it this way his whole life. Totally. So now like that's, I guess that's, what's going to be the interesting thing is like, there's one thing to say, we're going to make changes. There's another thing to like, I am going to do those changes right. every day consistently. Right, because we talk about all the changes that are going to happen to the roster and to the coaching staff. There still is one guy that's the head man that needs to change. Yeah. Like, he's got to – I mean, like you said, I mean, the first part of this is just admitting, like, this isn't working. Can't this isn't working. It. It's not working. Nope. And not saying it's all not working. There are elements of what you are doing that are working. Yes. But this isn't working. And so you're right. Like, lost in all of the new people that are going to come in to make changes, like, it'll, it'll be a different spring ball for him. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very different for him. Yeah, it, it's really like we're changing people. But if if it's the exact same way of doing things and the exact same amount of time spent and same emphasis with just different guys underneath him. It's not going to, I wouldn't, change. I wouldn't expect much to change. Right. I really wouldn't. I mean, maybe we're recruiting better. Maybe we're coaching. Maybe. I don't know what I can tell you is that's not what I hope happens. I hope 
there is more full sale philosophy changes with special teams, time, organization, emphasis. Right. A coach has got to coach his own coaches a certain way. And I want I like them when they coach him hard. And then everybody in the building is on the same wavelength totally on agree. everything. Totally agree. And for us, special teams, if it's not freaking do or die by that this year, I think we're missing the missing the point. That's what I think. I mean, again, like we said, if you would look at this team in this program, I mean, with a bunch of consultants analyzing this, it's special teams. It all starts there. That's a good, that's a good way to wrap it up. Two hours. This was the longest one we ever did. The longest of the year. So just like this team, we, we leave you with uh, surprises. Gosh. We, we're unexpected, but I, that's the thing is people say, I, I can't tell you how many people in the last two weeks go, dude, what are you guys even going to talk about? They always, always, people say, I don't even know what you're going to talk about. And I go, I kind of with you. And then we start and every time we go, it's, I, this team is still interesting. That's the part maybe I was trying to get at earlier where I was just talking about, you know, we're tough. Really when you're this, like we're we're interesting. We're not dull losers. We're close and we're freaking like, it's something that's right there. What what is the whole, that whole, uh, I'm sure you've heard from every coach. Everybody gives you like, you know, fellas, don't you, you, it's when I stop yelling at you is when you got to be worried. Yes. To me for a team, like I never stopped caring. No. And I never stopped being like when I would settle in and turn on the game or when I settled in with you for that Michigan game and sat next to you, like I always was like, okay, I'm very interested in what happens for these four quarters. No, we're not boring. Let me just tell you something. This team they're not boring. Right. So you can say what you want. We're bringing the drama. It's dramatic. It's a drama every week to the wire. Right. Which is like, I think in the end, like, it's entertaining. Oh, man. This, so that's I know, what it tells you. You look at 89,000 people there last week. It's entertaining. Even though it's tragic what's oh, happened, yeah. it's tragic, but it's entertaining. But there, And there's also something, admir- and again, I don't want to get into like the the uh, moral victory pat on the back participation trophy, but there's something admirable about watching a group of dudes. Cause we've been there and it's hard. It's something admirable about watching a group of guys collectively get their fucking nuts kicked every Saturday. And then to have the courage and the pride yeah. to, to stand back up and step in that ring again. Hey, these guys are gonna like they're they're building some some resilience for life. You gotta like that, but like I say it's because the easy thing, the human nature thing to do is to is to quit and I, to and to be yeah. like I I, nah, I I guess I I had you know you think once every you know year when especially after things go bad like you're gonna get one or two like no oh, this they just thirty point loss forty point loss like this never team came. never. It's bizarre, man. It's That's bizarre, you, but it's entertaining. I'll give them that. I am never not entertained. Yeah. I mean. So I think as long as they stay entertaining, you you can you can lose a little bit more of your entertainment. Well, and as long as they continue to fight. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like Reimer, Henrich, Daniels, Garrett Nelson. Like, all the one thing you got, like those guys, Cam Jurgens, those guys are, are you, can, you can call them a lot. You can say whatever you want. But the one thing they are is they fight. I think I think that's why there we we got we got enough lunch pail like tough like, dudes that uh, 
our fans, I, I can tell, like, they still, like, they're, they'll still back this program. Yeah, because, like, if I just throw out those guys individually, you don't conjure up negative. Like, I go, hey, what do you think of Luke Reimer? Everybody's like, Luke's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of Garrett Nelson? It's like, dude, plays hard. Shaking ropes. Shaking ropes. What do you think of Cam Jurgens? It's like, dude's fucking with Doyle hammer, rules. With Doyle rules. With like, Doyle you rules. think of those things with those guys, you know? <sighs> okay. Well, that'll do it. Uh, here's the thing. We're going to have to stay, keep your phone close by because – these hires are going to happen. We're going to have a lot to talk about. My guess is, do you think Frost will announce them all together? Or do you think it'll be like a one-by-one? One? Like, I, I think present o to you goes first. All-line coach, <laughs> Peter Pancake. <laughs> I vocal like I introduce all staff. This Peter uh, Pancake. He come in, he teach us how to pancake people. This our new offensive coordinator, Owen. <laughs> Owen, his offense always going. Welcome to family, Welcome. Owen. <laughs> Owen? <laughs> I don't know. Owen. Oh, but I wonder man. if it'll be all four guys. Um, no, I mean, it's going to be OC first. Oh. Right? You got to do OC, then he'll try to get his guys from there. But I mean, uh, I think we're going to have to have a serious pot as soon as maybe a wine i was gonna say we're way overdue i got some wine over there that's just like mm. screaming to get consumed so well, we got a whole vocal like yeah you want wine i give you wine pod wine i pod. give you wine pod a huda media production